It's me, Editor Cameron here. Um, I I don't uh, I couldn't get my camera working for this little uh, pre-show uh, disclaimer, but I don't want to take too much time. So what I'm just going to say is that this episode is 100% spoilers for 100% of the show, which is to be expected. But it also kind of it kind of requires a general, if not full understanding of this of the seasons prior because we will just like say out name throw out names and events that we don't really explain so if you're fine being kind of confused or you think you can pick it up as it goes along then keep going i would recommend you watch the show first and come back um but uh yeah i just wanted to come in and say it's a spoiler alert for everything right from the get-go and that you uh you should probably know a little bit about it going in if you hadn't seen it already. So, yeah, also stay tuned towards the end uh, because Ben will have a little cameo solo by himself, too, because he also wanted to give some more input on some of his opinions. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, enjoy the video. Hello and welcome to the what did you think podcast episode 29 one is it 29 feels really? like it um yeah yeah mm -hmm. one episode 29. 29 all right so as you can tell by the title it's succession all right now i know what you're thinking very also ended uh spider-verse is coming out soon well let me just hold on relax okay buckle your seat well no you don't have to buckle them yet at least get in the car uh <laughs> this week is obviously succession next week will be our berry episode and then uh the week after that will be spider-man into the spider-verse um and that is sometime the in the future I'll make that PowerPoint that we promised. Yes. Honestly, I know everyone's been begging me for the PowerPoint uh, video. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. Isaac asked me, he's like, well, what are you going to be doing? I'm like, I'm going to be like in the classroom. It's like a TED Talk type thing that Cameron has organized, and I'm just going to be in the crowd. It's also it's really as... wonderful because all of the entertainment value of that episode is entirely on my shoulders. And yeah. Well, I obviously, <laughs> like, I will have questions, and I will, like, contribute as yeah. much as I can, but obviously that is just for you to tell me what's going on. But anyways, yeah, uh, big movie news going on slash because that's you know our John our that's our you know field. Uh, we got to stay up with it. Um, yeah. the reason we didn't upload last week is because Cameron and I were not at Cannes Film Festival in France. Uh, yeah. but we know who the winners are. Um, and all I'm gonna say is the Palme d'Or, which is like the best picture, quote unquote. Now, this does not mean anything, okay? Because last year, Triangle of Sadness won. And we know how much Cameron and I loved Triangle of Sadness. Um, but this year was Anatomy of a Fall took home the Palme d'Or. It was the third woman to take that award. And Never then second place, second place, uh, well, uh, Anatomy of a Fall is a courtroom drama. Apparently, a lot of people are loving it. And then uh, second place was the Zone of, uh, the Zone of Interest. 
which is a Holocaust drama. Mm. Um, and apparently those are like really close a lot. Like those are the two biggest movies everyone was talking about that they saw. Um, of course, Asteroid City and a bunch of them premiered. But all we care about, at least for In me, the world is um, these the main two actress for both of them was the same person. Really? Yeah, unless I'm looking at this wrong. Yeah. Big, big week for her, I guess. Either way, uh, keep your eyes out on those movies. But anyway, speaking of women, um, we've got uh, Succession, uh, where one of the yeah. leads is a woman. Um, great segue. <laughs> wow. So if you don't know what Succession is, we'll do a quick recap. Well, if you don't know what Succession is, I don't know why you clicked on this episode. But um, if you're not planning on watching it, we'll give you a recap. Okay. So uh of like what's going on to season four because this is a season four review uh it's a good show about business yes opens up logan breathing heavily stands up out of bed we've already taken too long i know uh logan roy is this ceo owner of this multi-billion trillion quadrillion dollar media franchise known as waystar waystar has their own news company called atn waystar has their own theme parks they are known all around the world and they are just like this huge like disney type thing it's like they're insane for how much like they own it's like you know whatever and logan's getting old so of his four kids which are kindle roman shiv and connor he has to cho- he has to choose a successor. Um, of course, if you just named a successor in the first episode, we wouldn't have four seasons. So there have a uh, lot of. Uh, I was just gonna say over the course of three seasons and now four, <laughs> succession is debated, and I think that's the best recap we could do. Yes, uh, there's a lot of under the table deals, backstabs. Uh, we are not doing it justice by just like explaining it. Uh, if you want to watch it, I highly recommend it. And if you have it's on, it's exclusively streaming on Max. On Max, yes. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, HBO changed into Max while we were gone. A lot of stuff has happened. Yeah. Oh, the, because the world knew that they had to get, you know, quality out there since we missed a week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, society uh, crumbled when we were gone. Yeah. What? Uh, let's get into the deal. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that you're uh you're you're doing a Kendall cosplay. Yeah, you might be wondering why I'm not wearing my what did you think hat. That's because I possibly left it at the Japanese restaurant we ate at. So, really? Yeah. I haven't called them yet. <laughs> so you, um, you should. But um let's make a deal and start this episode. All right. So just like our, our Last of Us episode, we're gonna try our best to go episode by episode. This is right here is the spoiler warning. Uh, if you want a spoiler-free review, here it is. We liked it. And there you go. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover, so we're trying to start pretty quickly. Right. I will say, with this show, at least for me, some of the episodes do blend together. There are standouts, but I I will probably get some things wrong and say something that happens in a different episode. I, I will also reiterate and say, not even reiterate. I don't know what that word means. I just said it. Uh, I've seen every episode this season twice, so... I'm more clear on what things have happened individually, right. but of course, then I'll you wait. can lead the charge when I get more confused. Um, of course, I'll go ahead but... and read the cast if you want to. Sure. Okay. Um, Succession was created. 
Awesome. Yeah, no, Succession was created by Jesse Armstrong, and it stars Nicholas Braun, uh, who plays Greg, Brian Cox, who plays Logan, Kieran Culkin, who plays Roman. Uh, we have Matthew McFadden, who plays Tom, Alan Ruck, who plays Connor, Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv, and uh, Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall. Those are the the main, the big, bad, hungry people. <laughs> um, of course, this show is amazing with its like ensemble of cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in it is like incredibly good. Even like Adrian Brody, who was in one episode of season three, is very good. So that being said, I can't name everybody because we are in this time frame. But I I think we should just jump into it. Episode um, one, The Monsters. Do you want to explain the series or the season finale of uh, three? Because it kind of oh. does. Okay, spark. yeah. So at the end of season three, uh, the kids go and they're like, oh, let's band together as as uh, a, maybe a band of brothers and sister. That's another yeah. HBO reference right there. Uh, uh, they go together as a team for once, finally. And they're like, we're going to take down our father. Uh, and so they go to do this vote that will like basically make his what he wants to do not happen. And when they when he gets there and when they do their final plan, he re- they he reveals bum bum bum. He went behind their back and got their mother to go against them. And so basically now the kids are they kind of at the start of season four, they have to go their own way and try to build their own company or gain the company from their father. Season uh, three ends with all of the kids low on the totem pole, backs against the wall, nothing they can do, they can do type thing. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention Alex uh, Skarsgård is uh, plays Matson, who is a guy that um, Logan Roy is selling uh, his company to. He's in talks to sell it to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so episode one, it you know kind of starts off there in California. You know, trying to start their own company. I think episode one is mainly just them trying to figure out what do we do now. Like, you right. know, do they're they're making the decision of if we're going to start a new company, we go one hundred percent for it, or do we try to pull out the rug from underneath their dad by acquiring uh Sandy and Stewie? I believe is what it is. They are right? trying to they're trying to acquire PGN or PFC, a a, yeah. a rival news organization. Basically, it's a bidding war between the kids and the father on who will get to take over this news. And whoever gets it uh, has a lot of stuff, and they're able to move forward and stuff. Uh, right. Good. It's good for them, <laughs> whoever gets yeah. it. No, honestly, it's it's a pretty good introduction. We This was the episode that we saw, too, um, in Chicago. Live with, with our bestest friends. Uh, bestest Carson friends, Karsten and Christian. Yeah. yeah. which by um, the way for those of you guys who tried to find that live episode and you didn't hear our expert commentary when they brought us on stage uh no proof that that didn't happen uh they they didn't they didn't end up recording that episode uh through some technical difficulties but it's all right it's all right we'll forgive Um, them we only made the three-hour drive there and honestly to they're lost because they would have got a major boost from our appearance uh, but you are so right you're so right <laughs> no um <laughs> i'm also realizing more that this looks more like a daredevil cosplay <laughs> you know it's it it's right in that line uh to where it's almost is nothing uh but <laughs> yeah. yeah well um so what do you what, what episode one then it was me all along uh 
I think episode one, obviously we have the bias of like watching it live with a bunch of people, but I mean, it does just do a great job at kind of obviously showing where everyone is. Like we have Tom and Greg because they just made an incredible move. Tom did. Tom made an incredible move to backstab his own wife. And we see him talking to uh, Naomi, who's from Pierce, which is the uh, part of PGN that they end up buying. Um, and of course, like that, we get to explore the more like crumbling relationship of Tom and Shiv this season, which was like bound to happen. Uh, well, but especially you this say, episode is like, you say crumbling at this point in the series, it really feels like you can't get any worse, but right, no, it that's does. true. <laughs> and we see that Tom and Greg call themselves the, the uh, disgusting, disgusting brothers, brothers. yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, <laughs> this show is so good, and i'm cracking up at it we connor is you know he's still running for president he's very serious about it and uh what's important to him is that he keeps he has like one percent of due to some early polls he has one percent of the country on is it one percent of the country or one percent of a state i I think it's one percent of the country because if it's the whole thing is like if it's less than with 1%, you're still in the conversation. Right. It's That's so important thing. to him to stay at that 1%. Um, I wonder if how that goes later on in the series. But Who knows? But also, they have a wedding coming up, too, that they're mm-hmm. uh, that Willa is planning. And, of course, they're fighting because Connor's wanting more of a patriotic wedding. Uh, and Willa doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Willa doesn't get anything she wants uh, besides money. And yeah. everyone wants money in the show. So that's a win. Um, other than that, though, not a lot really happens. I think the biggest thing is that the kids acquire PGN by spending like $10 billion on it. Yeah. Uh, and they beat their dad and their dad is like ticked at them. And is that it? I think that's. Yeah, this is like being a first episode. It is laying the groundwork, basically. Yeah. Um, and I believe his birthday is coming up too. Logan's is. And I, I think that's the next episode, right? Or is that probably. this episode? I it. It wouldn't be this episode. No, it was this episode. Would it? Yes, because uh, Greg does. Uh, Greg takes a girl to one of the right the rooms, and Tom tricks him to say that there's security cameras. Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling that we're not going to be able to go as in depth as we are with The Last of Us. Um, with these, because while so much happens, it's like I don't know. There's not a video game to compare it to, I guess. So, right. yeah. Also, <laughs> well, I feel like uh, it's going to become right now. It's like you know, we're kind of walking through the show. I think we're going to hit a point though where we come across an episode, and then we're going to start like really over analyzing everything, which right. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. But right now, there's nothing really to over analyze. The kids are just they made a move. Their dad's more angry, and their dad is like having his birthday party with. Like, as you know, he's sitting at the table. It's a good, like, reflection shot of season one, but none of his family is there. I mean, Greg's there, but I mean, that's cut. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't even know what Greg's name Somehow is. Somehow in know? this show, Greg being there is just kind of a default, you know? <laughs> he's he's everywhere. <laughs> and it's just Greg. It's, it's just Greg. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then it kind of leads into episode two, which is the rehearsal dinner for uh, Connor's wedding titled the rehearsal yes not made by nathan fielder 
Mm-mm. I know people are really wanting them in succession. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and this episode, uh, this is probably the most shaky I am on, like what happens in this. Yeah. Because I know that they go to the karaoke thing. I know they, but I can't remember. Here's the deal. How... Early in the series, I'm not going to know what it is, but I do remember how I felt at this time. And one one of the best parts about the show Succession is you watch season one and you're like, wow, that was pretty good. You watch season two, you're like, oh my word, this is fantastic. You watch season three and it, it just, it's a constant climb in quality. It keeps getting better and better and better. Season four, see episodes one and two, I felt like it kind of staggered out. And then it wasn't an exponential growth like it had been. And it had just kind of like leveled out a little bit and was as good as, if not worse than the previous season, which looking back, that might've been a bit harsh for there being two episodes out. It just, it wasn't moving as quickly as other seasons had. And it, it felt lesser than to an extent. Uh-huh. Um, I will say though, looking back, this episode is more important for reasons we did not know at the time, which we'll get into in the next episode. But um, I'd say the highlight of this episode is it, it is we still see all the kids working together, which is always nice. And the very few times we do see that throughout this show, uh, the karaoke scene is the most important part because right. the kids are there hanging out, trying to figure out their business strategy. And then this is the first time that they are reunited with their dad since he betrayed them in the previous season. Mm-hmm. and the interaction there it just it, it seems initially to be like kind of hey the family's getting back together having an actual serious talk for once and like maybe it's even going kind of well and then it as all good things in this show end very 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 quickly it devolves into uh insults and feelings getting hurt and uh logan telling them that they're not serious people and it kind of leaves all of them speechless. And then he just leaves with Carrie by his side. So while I don't remember the, the bulk of the episode, that, that yeah. scene does leave an impact. Right. It's like, and then you have Connor there too, because, well, the whole thing is that these kids are so focused on business, 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 which is the show. And Logan's made it very apparent that, you know, he put, does put business honestly in front of his family, I would say. Um, obviously he cuts his kids out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, for the simple sake that these kids, like Connor's getting married, their brother's getting married, and the fact that they show up to his bachelor party, <laughs> like slash rehearsal dinner, they see Willa leave in tears, or like just she's having like an anxiety attack, and uh, basically, you know, Roman is the only one they're really trying to comfort Connor. But the two other siblings, Shiv and Kendall, are bickering back and forth on if they need to acquire uh, Sandy and Stewie or not. And Because that's right, because as they're walking into the bar, Stewie is there at the car. And he's talking to Kendall, uh, you know, about a few things. And, you know, whatever. Connor is upset. Connor's like, let's go to Carrie. They're at the, a normal person bar. <laughs> they, they like they're like we should get normal people drinks or whatever uh like i want to drink out of a bottle yeah uh, <laughs> yeah connor like trying to connect with the people of the of america <laughs> but they go to the karaoke club thing and that's when logan shows up 
and you know connor realizes that he's not loved and even says that yeah it's like a superpower you know mm-hmm. doesn't he doesn't need love and that's sad poor connor yeah, connor, connor deserves so much more well connor is always in the background like when you watch the show you see connor on all the posters and like he's a main character but he is so like b plot he's so like second to everything else that's going on and that's that's part of it because he shouldn't be part of it is he's like kind of trying to stay out of it but part of it is his family makes almost zero effort to even like interact with him there are so many times throughout the series uh especially in this season where the three main siblings they're like oh let's get all the siblings in on this and then it's just them three and then they like connor's and just not there and that's especially sad when you realize like when you remember what he was talking about in season three about how he basically raised them because his dad and his mom were never there so after all that and he just gets nothing from in return it's sad Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean it's sad also though connor is a bad person all the roys are there's no good person in this show but What's yeah. great about it? I mean, is it besides still like makes the random feel... bystander that just walks by, right? It still but... makes you feel bad about these people. When it, when a worse yeah. show would make you be disinterested because you don't care. Mm-hmm. No, but um, the episode, not that like you know heavy hitting, not that hard. Uh, but this next episode, however, is the complete opposite. This is when it uh, starts to pick back up again. Th- this is like. This is the big turning point in what makes season four, in my opinion, like the best season. Like everything that happens after this and including this episode is like amazing and how it just affects everything. It's so good. But season three is or episode three is Connor's wedding after the, you know, bachelor's party slash uh, rehearsal dinner, you know, excuse me after that, uh, you know. Connor gets his way once again, and they're having a patriotic wedding on a boat. It's covered in like American flags and stuff, you know, just like goofball stuff for a Connor wedding. Right. And it starts off with, uh, oh, we forgot to mention season episode two ends with uh, Roman visiting his dad secretly, uh, saying basically Roman worked his way back in and he's gonna, his dad's just gonna use him. And his dad needs him to fire Jerry because mm-hmm. Jerry right now is she the C no she's not the CEO but she's she, like she's just a big person in the company yeah um I can't quite remember but either way um Tom has to kill not actually kill but Tom has to fire what was no, her name? Ro- Roman wait Tom has to fire somebody Tom has to fire the girl that showed up oh yeah because uh Logan makes his whole pirate speech in episode two. I don't exactly remember what you're talking about. She's I, she's the news. She always handles. Oh the, right, uh, right, right. The news, stuff. the news lady. Yeah, I can't remember her. I don't remember her name, but I, just... wait, Roman has to fire uh, Jerry, which obviously he doesn't want to because he still likes Jerry. And Tom has to fire somebody that I'm forgetting the name of right now. But mm-hmm. um, you know whatever. And Tom calls Roman because, I mean, since every, all the other siblings left, Logan is just kind of like you know, kind of going to Tom about a lot of these things and telling him to, you know, do the dirty work 
for him when it's against like his kids. So Tom's in contact with Rome. He's like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Have you fired Jerry yet? Have you fired Jerry yet? He's like, you know, no, I haven't yet. You know, it sucks. And we see if you would ask me then um, Roman has a good little few lines when he's on the phone with Tom or no, he's leaving a voicemail to his dad because his dad didn't answer because his dad is on a plane to go to Sweden to talk to Matson about the deal. And uh, basically Roman, I, what I would say was his most vulnerable point and the most emotion he showed when he really dislikes what his dad's doing to him. And it feels like, you know, it's just him being mean type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tom calls again once all the siblings are together and they're just talking and you're thinking again, like, oh, he's having him like he's going to ask if he fired Jerry yet, but then delivers the news that his dad is getting chest compressions while in this jet on the way to Sweden. Now, Cameron, yeah, what did you think was happening? Like, what well, was this episode is so well edited and shot and everything where all the information we have is exactly the information that the kids have. So the uncertainty and the the worry and the panic and even the denial that they go through, you, the viewer, also goes through as well. And right. so at this point, obviously your initial reaction is to be like, oh, that's bad. What's going to happen? And but you also think, what is the possibility this is a play? Because the whole ep- the whole series has conditioned you. Nothing is just what it is. There's always multiple levels to something. And so even though you know deep down this is real, there's a part of you that up until they sh- up until they confirm it, like towards the end of the episode, how real is it kind of thing. Right. And even when they do confirm that Logan is dead, it's like, at least I was in Roman shoes where I feel like there's no way that's true. Like, mm-hmm. Logan is this titan. You know, he is this, like, monument. Like, monuments can't get destroyed, you know? And it's, like, crazy. Uh, monuments can't die, that's what I meant to say. And, I like, I just kind of refuse the fact that he died until, like, the next episode. And it's just, like... When I, when, even when I saw the body bag, I was like, no way. He's just, you know, he's just having a little <laughs> episode. That's it. But no, it's crazy. And to see how each kid plays off of this and how they react to it. The, Roman's, this... you know, Go ahead. very upset, obviously, uh-huh. but in denial. You know, it's not true. Shiv is very sad, you know, uh, and she's like, you know i need to talk to him type thing and ken's like obviously pretty sad and upset but business stays in this business mindset he he is definitely primarily upset and primarily focusing on the death thing but he still keeps his 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 foot in the business world more than anyone else really does right and And then no go ahead i was just think this episode is the first time there are a couple times like especially the finale of season three but really this episode onward marks a point in the series where the double talk kind of begins to fade away a little bit from this mm-hmm. point on people start to just say what they mean and yeah this is like the first time in the show we get to see these these characters not just as they are by through like an analytical sense but as they are 
just because they are acting the way that they are you know mm, yeah and i don't know but and it took him forever to get connor and to tell him this yeah it's on his wedding day it's like they're not married yet but they finally go tell connor and the reason they tell connor is because they forgot he existed until they saw him yeah it's like or they, like they saw him down the hall i'm like I'm yelling the whole time. I'm like, tell Connor. Someone needs to tell Connor. Someone needs to tell Connor. And yeah. um, there's they a finally do. Oh, you. I feel like I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. No, I feel like I'm talking too much. Um, there's a real. This is like a fantastic episode on so many fronts. Just like not just the writing and just like what happens, but the 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 way they show it and stuff. I watched a interview. Uh, I forget what channel does those like scene breakdown things, but uh, Mark Mylod or Malloyd or whatever you say, he's the director of most of the episodes of this season, if not all of them. And he broke down this episode and it, it is you already, when you're watching it, you realize how good these actors are, but when it gets broken down, what they actually did, it's really impressive because first of all, there's a 30 minute, one take in this and not one take in the traditional sense where it's one fluid camera moment movement there are multiple camera angles and cameramen walking around but all the footage comes from one take that's yeah. like 30 minutes long and the they said that mark i'm just gonna call him mark i don't know how to pronounce his last name yeah mark he said that they they wanted to give the actors as little direction as possible for this scene because they wanted it to be natural so they knew the script, but they needed to act how they wanted it to do. But at the same time, the crew had places they wanted the actors to be when they were giving their performances. And so the way they did it is they would strategically place extras around the set so that the characters, so that the actors would be like, I don't want to talk about my father dying around other people. So they naturally use their like, they would in the mind of the characters where would my character stand at this moment away from people and they ended up where the director wanted them to be standing wow that's crazy there there are there are extras on the set that are not in the show that you don't see in the show because they were just trying to influence where the actors stand and weird that is amazing and what's also amazing yes. is there's one part in the episode where Kendall has to go out into the crowd and find Shiv they did not tell Jeremy Strong where Shiv was he was actually looking for her in that scene. Oh, no way. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> so, no, and honestly, it that's like such excellence done by these actors and actresses. Yeah. It's like also I can't imagine being in this terrible depressive mindset for like the like 30 constant minutes. Yeah. You know, cuz like typically with scenes, you know, you're I mean, don't get me wrong, I've never acted before. I'm a failing actor, you know. <laughs> Unless the bear wants to call me back, <laughs> but, uh, which they're definitely done filming. <laughs> um, but no, it's like like the thirty constant minutes and the little direction. I think adds on to the panic and stress of the situation too. Because like watching them, Roman is pretty much stationary the whole episode. Yeah. Um, when he finds out the news, it like cripples him, like shuts down. Um, and like. Oh, Jeremy Strong is like crazy. <laughs> he is <Yeah>. insane. <laughs> oh, we'll get into this later, but uh, we called it. He definitely drank that stuff. Uh, that oh, included, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and they said like like even the spit and everything he drank. So, 
um which we all called because that's something insane he would do and uh yeah jeremy strong is amazing um anyways uh yeah, yeah. this episode that's is just crazy. a it's just a, a perfect combination of just the cast and the crew working together to make the best possible thing and it is it is palpable when you're watching the episode just how uh, shocking this episode is but also just how expertly done it is right right it's just like so impressive that is that is good directing yeah honestly it just letting your actors do their thing um that's some trust though also that's like nuts that's like crazy well either way they find out their dad died uh and uh, Roman did end up firing Jerry right before everything happened. Uh, and but Logan's dead now, so everything that like happened, so Roman didn't fire Jerry, uh, but he said, like, your position's going to be terminated when my dad gets back, type thing. Um, because his dad wants her fired. Well, her his dad's dead, so that's a good news for Jerry moment, you know. She, yeah. She keeps her job, but like, so after a few moments, the kids kind of have to collect themselves and talk about what do we do? Because as soon as the plane lands, everything's going to die. The public finds out. Yeah. Go crazy. And you know, their, their stock is their stock numbers just going to drop completely. So they need to figure out a solution to this unfixable problem. And that, you know, after talking to Hugo and several other people, they say, you know, we're going to come clean. Their dad did. And that, you know, n- more news will follow. There's an interesting and, line from Kendall yeah. in this episode when they're trying to strategize how to t- handle this and how the public will find out is Kendall says, what we do today will forever be what we did the day our dad died. And uh, the reason he said like, that, I just think that's such an interesting line because like when they're at that point, Shiv brings up, what if we just tell the pilots to circle in the air while we figure out what happens, while we figure out what to do? Because once he lands, people know. And once Kendall says that, people realize, like, okay, we do that for five extra minutes, and then people find out we did that. So there really is, there's this ticking time bomb of the plane landing that they have to figure out how to handle it. All on Connor's wedding. (laughs) It's like... Even the episode that I thought was going to be about him, it's not about him at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so funny. And I mean, him and Willa decide to not do the whole theatric of the wedding and just get married. They get married anyway, though, individually, like yeah. with just like like witnesses, essentially, because their siblings weren't there. They had to make a move about their dad. But no, it's just terrible. The plane lands. Roman goes to see the dad. And what I enjoy too is us not seeing him. Because once once Logan dies, as soon as the words come out that Logan is possibly dead, we do not see a full image of Logan at all. Excluding like flashbacks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we never see a lifeless Brian Cox uh, that'd be bad because he would be actually dead. But we don't see like a lifeless Logan. It's always from like a certain I, I think, angle of maybe his legs or something like that. Yeah, but, I think there's one shot 
where we see him getting chest compressions and we see his but, face. I don't, but, but it's not like a full on. It's like, not. It's yeah. so congested and zoomed though, along with like the handheld. And honestly, I tell you what, man, you guys trash on the cinematography of this show. And I think the handheld is so perfect because I think it's such a personal shot. And I think it just makes every move so much better with everything. But yeah, uh, when, when, go ahead. I'm interrupting you a lot. <laughs> so you, uh, I'll you say it. Then. Yeah. Roman goes to the plane and he goes like, do whatever. Uh, but Ken, Kendall doesn't. Kendall's staying outside. And the shot is through Kendall's POV almost of him watching Roman from a distance go up to the plane. And like we see the body bag or whatever. And that's like, I mean, and then they check their phones and they see that their stock is plummeting like crazy because yeah. the, the, you know, leader's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to speak on the cinematography since you mentioned it. Um, I have said in the past that I dislike, like not even like I <clears throat> actually just straight up dislike the cinematography in the show. And as far as season one and season two is concerned, that is true. I genuinely think the cinematography is bad in those seasons. Um, I understand the point of what they're trying to do. I think it wasn't done the best in those seasons, but seasons three and then especially season four managed to get the feeling that they were going for, but also not make it look bad in my opinion. And I think that's where they actually managed to hit that style correctly. So uh, I will say I did think it was bad, but I do think that it kind of finds itself uh, well, in the later half. I still think you're wrong. That's okay. Yeah. I just wanted to explain myself. No, and thank you for that. You know, we, we respect all answers here. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> comment below if you want Cameron to die. Well, uh, or they... don't. Probably don't <laughs> do that, actually. That's not good. Um. Anyways, the, the next uh, episode is called uh, Honeymoon States. And this is like every episode. Actually, let me check this on IMDb. Hold on. Um, I was checking IMDb because I go back and forth on which show I like more. This or Breaking Bad. And Breaking Bad is perfect. All right. I, you know, I, and I think Succession is almost there. I don't know, maybe in a, check with me literally in like a year or something like that. I But right now, for my like favorite shows, it's like Succession. No, I mean, it's uh, Breaking Bad and Succession. But I fe- find myself jumping between them a lot. Either way, though, success. Jeez, uh, Breaking Bad season five, after I want to say like episode two or three, the rest of the episodes are, or, are uh, rated 9.0 or higher. Same exact thing with this, except for one episode, which is episode six. But everything after episode seven or episode two is all 9.0 ratings or higher. And also, I forgot to mention, I don't know when this happens, but we find out. I think it's Connor's wedding. I think we find out Shiv is pregnant. Um. Oh, yeah. And I forgot about that because it's just so overshadowed by everything that happens. Yeah. But um, when I well, Shiv I forgot is, about it when I initially watched it. Uh, Shiv is preggers. And hasn't hasn't told anybody. She's keeping that a uh, a secret. But yeah, so the next episode is Honeymoon States, and you know, basically. Which, by the, the way, whole... I love the naming of the episodes because 
they kind of named it in preparation for if the episode names got leaked before the so the show because the episode after Connor Connor's wedding is honeymoon states instead of Logan dead the episode following Logan dead the episode yes. <laughs> well also honeymoon I think it's just like a joke though because Willa and uh Connor Connor's talking about like how he needs to go on tour for these like different states yeah. uh, of the Midwest for like political rallies and stuff but I like your idea better um no, I think we're both right yeah Either way, so the Waystar team has to discuss what are we going to do? You know, we just lost the head of this company, you know, so they have no idea. Um, but Roman, Kendall, Shiv, they all go back to Logan's mansion apartment thing um, and to discuss with everybody. And they walk in and we see the lovely Marsha that we haven't seen and it feels like forever. Yeah. And we we miss Marsha. Marsha's there. Marsha's sad yeah yeah she um she well, said she, some lies and she was like we text every night or well, i don't know so if that's true or not i don't think that's true i think it was her saying that so that way like she's in the discussion of what do we do with all this stuff type thing yeah. you know so the uh, the place goes to her and immediately connor is like I'll buy this for you from you for $30 million or something <laughs> like that. She's like, deal. <laughs> so she made her money like immediately. Um, and you know, I mean, it makes sense. Connor would buy it. You know, it's just a Connor thing to do. And he um, just get married. Yeah. But, and uh, so while he's doing that, we also see um, Kendall is walking in and he's getting ready to get on the elevator. And he sees Hugo kind of aggravated on a phone call. He goes upstairs, whatever. And he sees the siblings and they're all talking like, well, what are we going to do? What do you do when, you know, the biggest influencer of like media dies? You know, that's also your dad. So they're discussing like, well, we don't want Carl to take it or Frank because it's essentially it's just going to go to one of them. One yeah. of the three oldies, essentially, respectfully, you know, right. Is this the episode where they find the piece of paper? Yes. Okay. So uh, they're trying to decide who should at least yeah. temporarily fill the role of C CEO until, uh, well, they, until they the find deal. a permanent decision. Uh, and when they're going through Logan's stuff, they find a piece of paper with uh, that Logan made that said that Kindle should be the CEO, but it is there's a mark on it that is like you can't because it's how it's written they can't tell if it was an underline or if it was crossing out his name and so the whole episode kindles like but the piece of paper and oh. also written on the piece of paper in pencil on the bottom somewhere in pencil is gregory hirsch and <laughs> yeah. it's just that it's just his so name greg's there and they're like we have to get greg in here and greg's like i mean it seems to me that like maybe he <laughs> Dude, oh. I love and greg so i much. wanted it so much I wanted it. Um, you held on to that for the whole show i did i was like oh yes greg greg's gonna win um oh if you don't love Greg, I think you're watching the show wrong. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. But uh, obviously, like, Shiv and everybody, they're still like, this is a day after. 
So I think also from here, if I'm not mistaken, I think the rest of the show takes place in the span of like a week. Um, if that, I think it's kind of unclear when their dad dies. Um, but I know when we get to a certain point, each episode is a, like a day. So either way, uh, you have all of the kids, you know, discussing what are we going to do? They don't want the old people to take it, um, you know, but and because the, they still want to keep it into the family. Roman is wanting to keep it into the family for the simple sake that it's family. And I think the way I view it is that Roman views Waystar and like ATN as his dad, the last thing of his dad. So of course Roman wants to keep it and Kendall wants to keep it because Kendall wants to be the like CEO. He wants to be in charge and Shiv of course wants it, but the two kids decide a no, no against Shiv. And then what if they do the CE bros thing of Kendall and Roman and they take kinda over like us CE bros kind of like what us. Did you think podcast. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but, uh, and they sell like, so they then uh basically Shiv reluctantly agrees to it. They said they promised that they'll keep Shiv in on everything. Empty promises are made all the time in the show. Yeah. And it was almost immediately done. Almost <laughs> no, it really was. Like within the episode, Kendall does something behind Roman's back, even who is this other CE bro. So um like us. They they mention it <laughs> they mention it to the old people and they actually kind of like the idea for the simple sake that it'll sound better that the two kids like it looks better on paper too that the two mm-hmm. sons are working together and teaming up to take over this company again and all for the like you know it'll save their stack their stock price whatever uh so they team up greg doesn't get it <laughs> and <laughs> no shiv, shiv is like upset rightfully so and uh while she's coming downstairs tom is there and tom pulls a mr darcy and uh mr darcy from uh pride and prejudice have you seen that no okay well he's in it though isn't he he's the main he's mr darcy is, main is he character. pride or prejudice <laughs> he's and okay <laughs> uh, but um <laughs> he's he's doing the infinite tom riz um or the the wams games is riz <laughs> uh uh he, he's like relax like calming shiv and like you know it's like kind of sweet but i had a theory going into this that they were going to get back together cameron didn't and i was like oh guys they're getting back together cameron's like no no they're not no they're not like yeah, yeah. they are either way whatever well and we'll then discuss she was like, that later on how, how but, that goes tom you know says like some nice things and some true things it's like dang mr darcy and uh then the ce bros high five and walk out and then hugo for some strange reason tells kendall that like uh he told that hugo told his daughter that logan died and his daughter sold all of their stocks before the information of Mm. logan's death came out which is why Martha Stewart went to jail uh, for insider trading. So that's a big no-no. You can't do that. Yeah. But he tells Kendall this for some reason. And Kendall's like, oh, because oh, also for this episode, they decide how are we going to word why this is a good fit for you guys. And one of the options was you kind of say that your dad was losing it a little bit and that you guys have been secretly running things for a while. 
And Roman's like, no, we don't like putting words in our dad's mouth. And Kendall's like, I kind of like the idea. And Roman's like, no. And Kendall's like, okay. But then when Kendall finds this out from Hugo, he's like, Hugo, we plant these stories. We're going to do this. And if you tell anybody, I'm going to squeal like a pig or something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's something he would say. Um, and that's the episode that Shim, Shiv is on the bottom now, once again. Yeah. Uh, Greg was almost at the top. <laughs> and, I mean, um, he never was, but there, not was, even there was a thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> they also say, like, they probably he probably just forgot your name and you had to write it down so he <laughs> could remember. That's just another example of there's no reason for Greg to be there, but he's just no. there. And, and the thing is, what Greg does as a job, I've always thought he's like, oh, he like, I've always thought like, wonder what his job is, you know? And he is just an assistant. He's like, just Tom's he, assistant. That's he it. just is Tom's assistant. And it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not anymore. In season four, he apparently got like a promotion. So he does whatever he's told still, but like he's not assistant. like, yeah, but he's not like an assistant assistant. Uh, he's an overpaid assistant. Well, yeah, but he like say say that he has some Gregs of his own now, right? Mm-hmm. Which we mm-hmm. never see them, but they're there. Uh, they're there, yeah, I guess. Episode four. Um, I I I like the stuff with the paper. I like the whole like trying to figure out what to do because there's the element of like whoever gets it temporarily will definitely do what they can to keep it forever but they still need to find someone temporarily and i so there's not really any comparison to season three like there's no there's no chance that you make it as interesting or as good as episode three i mean um Mm -hmm. but it is just a natural continuation my biggest complaint with this episode was just how immediately kindle goes into betray mode yeah, I feel like we needed one episode weird. at least where they were all on each other's side, because but, if you if you if you go back into it too quickly, it can almost seem kind of predictable at that point. Right, right. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, the next episode is uh episode five, kill list. Yeah, episode kill list, and the gang go to Sweden. Uh, no, so basically, they're having this like Swedish festival thing going on. Matson is and and like all of uh, what what are the Gojo? All of like Gojo are having this whole thing going on, and they need to do what their dad was going to do and discuss the deal of the purchase and how yeah. much they're going to make from this and how much they're going to sell it for. So they all go there, and um, you know, it goes. It's awkward at first it's like it's everyone's there and you kind of tell from immediately from like the whole banquet buffet thing when they're all eating and like hugo was like stacking his plate of food and like (laughs) and and these like swedish people are like obviously like annoyed with them already but this is like the first thing that it's like the first thing as ce bros is that they have to make the biggest deal for the company yeah and they're both stressed about it obviously so Kindle immediately goes back to season one, episode one, Kindle sunglasses, ball cap is on, you know, he owns the world. Like I, I called it a disguise. I, I said that the lens are his CEO glasses and that when he sees like life through being in charge and they're like his, they're his Heisenberg attire. Honestly, it is. So yeah. And 
Roman is going to take his Roman pr- approach and just like, I don't know what just that like, is. Just sit like on a chair weird and be like, not, come on, come on, bro. Come on. Like, <laughs> really? Sex joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. But um, so they show up and they are, you know, Matson takes them back and uh, Matson's wearing like a bathrobe or something like he's like, wearing yeah. some goofy. He's like, has this like big jacket on. And immediately, like, you know, tries talking to him for a little bit. And Kendall's trying to play, like, the, like, big bully type thing. Like, he's trying to be his dad. And mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious to everybody, Matson included, that he's just trying to be Logan. And Matson sees right through his disguise and is just like, okay, whatever. Basically, they start talking about it. And he offers them a big boy paycheck you know like 182 billion dollars i believe for everything though not just atn uh or no it was waystar but not atn it was something like that yeah um and the original deal was just for i believe waystar i'm trying to i think it was just waystar it it it's a deal i don't know (laughs) well the original deal that logan made was that he was just going to buy waystar for the money but instead now uh Matson wants ATN as well. So he's offering $182 billion. And they went in with a target price of like $160 billion or something like that. So the fact that he offered $20 billion is a huge like win. So you think. So they're like, okay, well, we need to think about it. So they go out and they tell the team uh of the old brigade, and they're like, that's amazing. Amazing overpay. Uh, what'd you guys say? And they said, well, we need to talk about it with Shiv and stuff. They talk about it, and then the brothers start sneaking and conniving, mainly Kendall. He has the idea of, what if we tank the deal, and you and me just stay in charge forever? Kendall, the, I think the only reason Roman accepts this is because, like I said, he sees the company as his dad, and he wants to keep his dad around. Yeah, I feel like if his... uh. I just I just don't know. I, I feel like if his dad was alive, Roman wouldn't care if it was sold or not. That's just how I view it. I don't know. Yeah. What do you I mean? No, I agree. I think that Roman kind of he's trying to find some element to keep his dad alive. And selling the company just feels gross to him because it's like getting rid of what's left, like you said. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um and they and immediately uh roman's like well we should tell shiv right and kindle's like uh, really you don't tell... i don't think we should tell shiv because uh, yeah i just telling shiv i just don't would, you know she's the shiv you know yeah it's just <laughs> i just don't think that really uh, yeah cool uh no so they don't <laughs> tell shiv and uh, but this... shiv also doesn't tell them something which is that she starts to develop a um relationship. relationship with Matson, uh which basically this episode's kind of s- sets the main conflict for the rest of the season which is Kendall and Roman trying to keep the company and Shiv trying to sell it and right secretly because Shiv and uh, Matson have this conversation and it is a very interesting conversation because Matson is a yeah. very crazy man. He, so before this point, Matson had kind of been not. We haven't really known anything about him. All we knew is he's rich. He's and he's a tech bro. He's from Norway, 
and he wants to buy the company, right? And so every time we met up with him, like for the whole series before it, it's everything's like corporate and there's like 50 layers that you have to break through to understand what someone's trying to say. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of puts his feet up in a bathrobe and it's like, I want to buy your company. And it's just very straightforward. And then in this episode, we start to see even Matson has things he's trying to hide, but they're not like normal things that right. for the show. They're right. not like, oh, I'm secretly trying to, you know, fire this employee or I'm right. secretly. And it's nothing to... crazy of him like giving blood to one of his workers. Oh wait, wait. it is. That is it. Is. He it, nails his female employee vials of his blood, uh, and then they were also in a relationship, and that caused her to break up. But he can't fire her because then she would sue him <laughs> for sending blood to <laughs> her. Him blood, yeah. and she tells Shiv this. Yeah, for some reason, and I, Shiv's like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't send your employee blood." <laughs> uh, and Ratson's like, "Well, it was like as a joke." <laughs> um, and then, and then he's like, "Maybe it would have been funny one time, but it was like seven times or something crazy. <laughs> it was a lot." <laughs> Like, she just has cases of his blood. It reminds house. me of Community. Spoiler alert for Community. When uh, when uh, Pierce dies and he gives all of them vials of <laughs> a different bodily fluid. <laughs> um, it's just weird. But yeah. yeah, and it's, you know, it's odd. But this sparks a relationship. Not like a romantic relationship. It's just a weird, a interesting, relationship. complicated yeah. relationship. And she, of course, keeps the secret. She's keeping mm -hmm. her moves open. This is a great move by Shiv. Like, this yeah. is a nice move. Because she's getting screwed over by her brothers that she doesn't even realize yet. She doesn't know it yet, but yeah. But she's also, like, making sure that she can go either way. I, it's like... Honestly, her and Greg are in very like similar situations mm -hmm. uh, for a majority of the show, I would say. Just, but obviously, Shiv is much more higher than Greg is. Um, but no, so you know the whole thing is like, anyway. So they're having to talk about this deal, and everyone else is, you know, that is invited to the Swedish trip is worried about making a good impression to Matson. Because they know when Matson does buy the company, they don't want to be put on the kill list and get fired right. uh, from the company um, when the, when it is acquired. So you have everybody just sucking up to him. Greg even just sits down with them and is just like talking to them. And obviously, like no one likes him. Uh, Matson doesn't. But they find out that Greg is his cousin, is cousins to like Kendall and all them. And I think for that reason alone, Greg was not put on the kill list. Well, uh, I don't know if it was in this episode or earlier, but there was a point where they do read off Madsen's plans of who to fire, and Greg is not on the list, but it's because he doesn't know who Greg is. Oh, <laughs> so you're right. You're right. Yeah, because he didn't know who he was when yeah. he was in, like when he sat down. Um <laughs> And uh, Tom, it was apparent that Tom was probably going to be on that list. But after Shiv talked to Matson secretly, Tom was kind of saved off that list. It was never like official, but it was like kind of implied yeah. that Tom can go. But if unless Shiv does something to save him and, you know, she ends up saving Tom. Uh, as for the rest of the people, they end up watching some like really bad movie or whatever. 
uh, I remember Frank and Carl are in bathrobes in a sauna. Yeah. And like the episode. Well, they decide that they want to tank the deal. So Kendall and Ro- Roman start doing bad things. Like they start trying to drive up the price. They send a really, really rough cut, intentionally bad uh, version of a movie that they're working on t- to the team. And it's like three hours long. And um, they're trying to get Joe, uh, what's his, uh, well, Gojo to be like, never mind. And then when they have another discussion about it later in the episode, they go up to the top of this mountain and Roman just kind of blows up in his face, in Matson's face. And this is all in an attempt to, I think part of what he says is genuine, but he, it's all still part of a play to show that the company's not worth buying and it ends up making the price higher. (laughs) So Roman says to him while Matson is taking a PP on the Island is that Mm -hmm. the whole thing is the guys are beating around the bush and it's clearly not working because Matson's like a patient person apparently. Um, so while he's peeing, Roman walks up to him. He's like, you know what? Listen, we're tanking this deal. Any number you're going to send, we're going to, he's like, any email you send, it's going to take us two months to send back another one. And he's like, you know, you're, it's going to be like 20 years later until we make a deal or something like that. And we're still not going to make it. And uh, basically he's like, oh, you really screwed yourself or whatever. Uh, they get back on the plane to go home and the kill list is sent. But also Matson calls Frank, I believe. And Frank and Matson's now offering them ten more billions of dollars to buy this company, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is a great job, guys! You did amazing!" <laughs> and then he calls uh, Shiv. He's like, "Hey, send a picture of your brothers for me," and uh, she does, and that sparks the relation. The uh, it doesn't spark, but it continues the relationship mm-hmm. between Shiv and Matson. But I don't know. I just think that with this last episode with kill list i think um i don't know as far as when i was watching it i had no idea like what was going to happen i mean what do you do i i because obviously the board likes this because everyone wants to get paid um but obviously kindle and roman they want to keep it so their backs are against the wall and shiv is now kind of on top with matson you know she's got Matson in her back pocket. Matson has her in the back pocket. And I mean, Tom and Greg aren't on a kill list. Greg wasn't on any list. The so disgusting brother strike again. They strike again, kind of. Uh once again. Yeah. But no. Um I I'd say that we have there's not really a at this point in time, there's not like a this person is definitely on top. It's it's laying the groundwork for the for the 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 main conflict and setting it up like this could really go either way so let's let's right. see how it plays out kind of thing mm-hmm. and this next episode uh living plus man this episode was a roller coaster it's so weird i gotta be honest so while this episode was going on i was not a fan of it yeah. i didn't like it i did not like it i didn't and like I was... it either and it shows in the imdb rating is the is like you said of the episode three forward it's the, it's only the lowest one... rated episode in the uh season five season four yeah and i did not like it until the end until which like the last made me few minutes enjoy the rest of the episode but the like the journey you're taking to get to the end is rough it's like not good in my opinion uh because everything so it starts off with greg 
not why i don't i just <laughs> say a name hoping i'm right uh no it's not greg at all i think it's uh like them all talking and i think roman has to go meet because they're in hollywood and they're about to have a not like kind of like a shareholder it's like their disney expo type thing they're gonna right. have their their waystar you know expo saying like what's in store for phase five they, um, they yeah and what their goal is kendall and roman who are trying to make the deal not happen right now at the current evaluation they kind of have to take Matson's deal so what their goal is is they need to make this investor meeting go so well that the stock price goes recovers enough from the from logan's death that they can um be able to turn down the deal they need right. to they need to set themselves up with some good stock prices so that they are allowed to turn down the deal and mm -hmm. i'd say in this episode is the first time i mean is the most since episode 3 is the most where you feel the absence of logan the most yeah no and that's so true cuz everyone doesn't know what to do everyone is reaching for the stars in this and it starts off with, so they're in hollywood uh, or like la and they're you know getting ready for their whatever well roman has to meet with some showrunner and roman goes over to the showrunner meets her at like some cafe place or whatever and as they're talking roman just like decides that he doesn't want to deal with her because she's not you know whatever and fires her mm -hmm. like on the spot and she's like really upset rightfully so no warning at all and just kind of blatantly he just fires her and roman is on this like high and just like walks out of the restaurant or whatever and i i like I, I, as soon as that happened i'm like okay i don't know because typically you can kind of like understand everyone's motives type thing on what they're going to do this episode but for roman i was like okay roman's a wild card always but this is like almost out of character for him in a sense of how insane this is but you know i'm like okay we'll let it be firing someone's not like strange and he you know goes to kindle and kindle's talking and i think like the scene goes over to kindle to like uh talking about these like stage managers and he's trying to like well, he's like he, shooting big here he's shooting big because he's telling uh he's trying to essentially fudge the numbers of the new living plus thing which is like the last thing that logan was working on um they're trying to fudge the numbers in a realistic way so that they can uh i don't know what the word project uh super high income or whatever and logan is going i know uh kendall is going full i think season two kendall where mm -hmm. he tries to put on this big production and has wild plans and insane requests that's season three that's season three that's season three with his birthday party yeah yeah it's full birthday party kendall where he's like okay workers you have one day i need you to build a full living plus house on this stage with clouds and you can open up the house and show the audience and and like he just has all these crazy demands and he's fudging the numbers to such an extreme and as you said roman is being a wild card and it feels like it's so directionless and it feels like they're grasping at trying to be what Logan was, but like, cause like Logan would make the big plays 
and he would yeah. he would just collect skulls left and right. But what they don't have is the respect and constantly I think it happens like three times someone looks them in the eye and says you're not your dad and that mm. is just more motivation for them to continue on these insane tangents and uh you could continue yeah so uh basically Kindle's like we should have this house clouds uh smoke <laughs> machines uh cat cam dog cam <laughs> six no. consoles six consoles 15 monitors <laughs> uh um and it's just like just shooting way above like what they can do in the span of like 24 hours <laughs> right uh it's like probably like 12 hours or something like it's like not a lot of i think it's like that evening they're doing this it's, presentation it's a or crazy something like deadline that. yeah and he's asking for a miracle to be done essentially um and they're like uh i don't think we can do that he's like yes you can yes you can and he's like, they're like okay and then uh it goes to oh sorry the episode opens up with uh Lo- they found a video of logan like practicing lines or something uh in front of a mo- in front of a green screen and he's like yelling at assistants or whatever. And yeah. he's like, You're almost as bad as my idiot kids or whatever. And that uh the basically Kindle sends Greg with this video to like this team of editors. And he's like, So can you guys edit Logan to say something like this? And they're like, No, I mean we can't really do has he did he say that? It's like, no, but you can edit it. He's like, You can do it. I'm like, we don't think and Greg's like, I'm yeah, you. I'm pretty sure you can. You can do this. <laughs> and he's and, like, because if you can't do it, then Kindle gets mad at me, and if Kindle gets mad at me, I get mad at you, and I, I just we can't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's like Greg's side quest for the yeah. episode is that he's just dealing with editors, and then Roman uh is talking to Ken, and Jerry hops in. She's like, Roman, we need to talk. So Roman he goes over to Jerry. And she's like, so did you fire the showrunner that we need for tonight that's doing the event? He's like, yeah, I mean, not really. It was like a joke fire. It was like a pretend fire. And no, he, uh, he, he actually fired her. Well, I, that's what right? he's saying. He's like, he's saying, no, it was like, you know, not really. I just said that. And Jerry basically says something similar. You're not your dad or whatever. He's like, you know what? Mm. What if I fire you? Yeah. And she's like, no. He's like, yeah, you know what? Yep, you're fired. And fires <laughs> Jerry and walks out. And he's like. Yeah, so uh Ken, I think I just fired Jerry. <laughs> He's like, Oh, you're on a roll. Who are you gonna fire now? Fire me, man. I, I, yeah, fire whoever you want to, man. Do it. Uh so Kendall's like totally backing Roman. It's like honestly really awesome uh for it's, how terrible everything's going. Yeah. Um but then uh Shiv is calling Matson and she is like, Hey, blah blah blah. This is exactly what my brothers are doing, you know. They're going to do this, that, and the other. And Matson's like, well, can we stop it? Can you stop them from doing this? Because Matson's worried about, like, them just messing up the deal. Matson yeah. is not like, Matson's just wanting the company. He's not like, there's no secret motive going on. He just, like, wants to make money, and he doesn't want these idiots to hurt the brand that he's about to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, Because he likes the brand. And whatever so she's like i can try to talk them out of it 
and uh in the midst of you know all of the chaos going around of like roman firing people and kindle just like planning he's planning a huge event and being seemingly extremely irresponsible with projections and promises in the midst of all that shiv talks to roman and she's like i don't think this is a good idea uh, you know kindle is gonna crash and burn do you really want to be you know affiliated with that in any way like do you want to be on the stage because also in roman's defense and in shiv's defense like literally kindle has no idea what roman has no idea what's going to happen and kindle is like on cloud nine he's excited and he pulls out these two like pilot suits that they're gonna wear like astronaut suits uh yeah. to wear during the like press conference um so roman tells ken he's like listen i'm not gonna do it i think you're kind of going overboard here but you know you should still do it like by yourself though and ken is like oh seriously dude uh okay fine and whatever uh, Roman follows Shiv up to like their watch room or whatever. And as Ken's walking, Carl, uh, who's the uh COO, the, uh, I believe. CFO. CFO, Chief Financial. Yeah, you're right. Um, and he's like, Listen, I know you're gonna fudge the numbers. He's like, and you can't fire me. What are you gonna do? Fire your CFO? He's like, if you mess with these numbers, like you're gonna basically get it. And mm-hmm. uh Kendall's and like uh-huh. yet again, we hear you're not your dad. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. And Ken's like, uh-huh, sure, sure, sure. And just Ken walks and goes on stage wearing his thing and proceeds to just kill it. Like, it is somehow really good, Yeah, the whole thing. And Greg managed to get the editors to do what he wanted to do. So Ken... And, well, and like, in the middle of the performance, Madsen tweets oh, yeah, out... Right. So basically what Living Plus is, is it's basically like a, a retirement home that you pay a subscription for. And it's just draining old people money for like a better retirement home. It's like, I think they they were talking about it like, as like, it's like a cruise, but not on a boat. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> it's just a, yeah, that's basically it. Um, And so... During the presentation, Matson, who, as everyone knows, is trying to buy the company, tweets out a picture of a concentration camp and was like, this is Living Plus or something. He says, yeah. yeah. And uh, everyone's like, uh-oh, how is that going to affect the stock? How is this going to affect things? But Kindle does so well that Matson deletes the tweet and the stocks go up. They're Which positive. is crazy. So, yeah. Which and... the reason we dislike the episode is because throughout the whole thing, it feels so haphazard and it feels so like consciously tanking everything and it feels so terrible. And then at the end, when it works, it's just like it oh. honestly feels like a finale episode. It's like something I would get like right before a finale or something like that. Yeah. But it's just not. And <laughs> I'm like losing it while I'm watching it. Uh, But. No, it, so Kindle did really well, and um, Madsen took down his tweet, and like it looks at this point that you know, um, maybe they, they might, know what they're doing, like girl, yeah, and they might be successful in doing this. Um, and then next episode happens, Tailgate and party. this is 
election eve the spotlight is on mr Wamsgans because the election is tomorrow and the head of atn atn himself tom Wamsgans, is hosting an election eve party with a bunch of leaders and whatnot and you know whatever so everyone has their own plan kendall and roman have a plan on bringing nate to the party because nate is on the uh like he is on it's minkin and who's the other presidential candidate jimenez hermanez yeah um so nate's on hermanez's side and he like you know he just knows everything he's a good publicist as well so they're thinking like hey if you you know scratch our back we can scratch yours you can help us you know by talking bad about Matson and everything and how this is not good and so that they're gonna try to bring him and do this shiv knows that they're gonna do this so shiv uh basically is reaching out to Matson to get him and make sure that he comes to the party so that way he can you know make sure he smooths smooths things over but uh also we forgot to mention tom and shiv are kind of back together now they um did some like canoodling uh is this at this is, is the episode where it opens up with Tom and Greg at the office and Greg has to fire uh these people. Okay, so yeah, so in the last episode they had um uh they had gotten back together and so now in this episode they are like like very it's very awkward to read but like very explicitly texting each other oh, like last night was fun. And like they're they're just doing their business stuff, but on the text they're like being like very... Tom is being like really like intimate and uh, gross through text while Greg is firing like fifty people. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> like it's hilarious. And Greg honestly did really good. He like has the lines he says, fires them, and he's like, "I see there's some uh, confusion in chat. Basically, we can no longer keep you guys on staff. We have to save." and you know prevent extra costs so unfortunately we're letting you guys go uh thank you and just like leaves and no like remorse at all just does it easily and um the the thing about the texts is like it shows that for whatever reason tom and shiv are trying to cling on to whatever relationship they had which they never really had one they're trying to cling on to it, but like their texts say that, but their actions and like how they're like both not really focusing on what's going on shows that it's it's an it's an attempt, but a, it's a unsuccessful attempt to try to keep a relationship going. And that will uh, come back in later in the episode, but that's just setting laying the seeds for where right. they're at in their relationship. Because they also mention. I think also in the near the beginning of this episode, Connor and them are eating and they're talking about funeral plans and who's going to speak at the funeral. And they're kind of like beating around it a little bit. And then I think, I don't know if it's this episode or next episode. I think it's this episode where Kendall or with when Roman says to Kendall and Chevy, he's like, you know, I, I want to speak at mm-hmm. for the wedding. I was like, let's go Kendall. Funeral. We got yeah, this. Yeah. You know, you got this. Roman. Yeah. Uh, or Roman. <laughs> my bad. So they're all, you know, whatever. They're all but, the same. <laughs> uh, they're all the same. Um, and it's like people start 
coming in for the party. Uh, Tom is like exhausted. He's like super tired already. And uh, uh, Greg's like, just drink some coffee. He's like, no, because if I drink coffee, then I won't be able to sleep tonight when the party's over. Think, Greg, think. It's, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like classic, like Tom just getting mad at Greg for yeah. no reason. He's like, so what are you going to, like, oh, oh, Matson's here. He's like, what are you going to do? So like, well, I think Matson hates me. So I'm, I'm going to be Tim, Team Kenro uh, right now or something like that. And, uh, and I think Tom was going to try to work his way to be like buddy, buddy with Matson. Um, Oh well, who knows what happens? I guess. Uh, we do because we saw the show, and <laughs> either way, uh, I'm trying to remember like chronologically what happens in this episode. Uh, all I know was like, while I was watching this, I was like immediately could tell that this was going to be a better episode because th- things had an order to them, like mm-hmm. something was organized. I was like, okay, Tom's a good party planner. I think you know, he's got this. <laughs> Basically, um, I don't know chronologically, but mm-hmm. the main points are Shiv and Matson have a conversation where Shiv finds out that Matson's numbers in India are heavily exaggerated. And no, it's um because while okay, yeah, so this is Logan's party. This is a a, a party Logan already planned and sent invites out for, um, okay. and Greg sits down with Matson and I forget the other guy's name, other Swedish guy, but they're sitting down and they're chatting and Eva is there. She's like honestly hated by Matson for some reason. Well, that's uh, the that's the girl he sent blood. Yeah. And um Greg's like, oh you want me to fire Eva? And he's like, yeah, could you do that for me, Greg? It's like saying that like sarcastically, like you know, just trying to be like a, a punk. And uh he's like <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, no, I could fire right now. I actually have some uh, experience in firing people. And uh, basically, Greg like tells them he fired like 30 people. And how oh, he doesn't kinda... feel anything. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you kind of <laughs> suck, don't you? It's like, I mean, no, I'm a good person. He's like, I just got, you got to do what you have to do. He's like, do you? <laughs> do you have to? Like, I don't know. Um, I I love Evil Greg. I think Evil Greg is great. Um. But yeah. I don't know. That's just I don't think I'd be able to fire somebody. Would you? Actually, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Uh, no, I'm gonna have to let you go. I feel nothing. I feel nothing. Oh. Um. But they basically just make in front of Eva, and she like angrily goes upstairs. Uh. And Kendall and Roman they spot oh, a female. <laughs> this spot they said oh someone emotionally distressed let's see if we can get into her mind yeah uh, not the comforter not to help her let's benefit her loss is our gain yeah so they go and they are like interrogating her it's like either grilling her after she's like on like she hates her life and she's also she also has social anxiety uh yeah. so she's and like another this... reason why she's being made fun of it's like yeah. Uh, it's so cringy how Matson handles people. And the thing is, Matson even said to his like buddies is that he's trying to keep a good image for this party because mm-hmm. he needs people to like him in order for them to go ahead and like say yeah to the deal. Um and Eva basically says that Matson and them have been lying on their numbers in idiot. Basically, he said in order for them to like 
make sure that if the numbers weren't a lie, they would have to build a second India. Yeah. Um, and um, I looked into the science. It's not possible. <laughs> Even with the resources they have. But yeah, so no. uh, it comes out that they have bad numbers. Shiv finds out and then takes Max Matson into a, a cloak cl- coat closet. He's like, what's the deal with these numbers? And he's like, well, I was just gonna let them do it, just let them go and you know buy the company. And, and <laughs> that's and such it, a good Matson impression. Oh <laughs> my goodness. You. Alex Skarsgard would be so proud. Thank you. And then uh she goes, uh, I'm Shiv. Uh wait, it's I'm, me, Shiv. Uh, I'm, it's uh, me, I'm, Shiv. Yo, it's me, Shiv. You've got to <laughs> tell the public about the numbers. I'm pregnant. You gotta do the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's so, like she basically. She's like, you have to let these numbers out. You just have to do it in a way where no one, fu- like, no one picks up on it and really cares. But so, also, sorry, no, was, yeah, you got it. I was gonna say also, Shiv is now like was in such a good spot. Literally, like a few episodes ago, is now like, is this even worth doing? Mm-hmm. Because if this information falls into incorrect hands then I'm doomed type thing. Like yeah. she might mess herself up and she'll just be stuck with Kindle and Roman just being on top. And she doesn't want that, obviously. But you know, whatever. So she's doing uh doing her own thing. And then about this time Roman gets a call from Mankin and his political team. And they're saying, listen, because it's looking like early polls are showing that Hernandez is going to win. And uh, Ro- uh, Mankin and Roman are pretty tight. So he's like, hey, do you think you could talk and talk Connor into dropping out? Because Connor somehow is actually pulling numbers from Mankin. And if Connor were to drop out, those numbers would essentially go to Mankin, giving him more of a lead. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, okay, you want me to ask my own brother to hop out of the political race? presidential race sure i'll ask him so he goes and uh smart connor's like well what do i get from doing this and i was like for the good of the republic <laughs> and uh basically he's like i want somewhere special and they mentioned like well they mentioned some like third world country he's like uh no bit too bit too car bomby and stuff like that he's just being like <laughs> he's like what about South Korea? He's like, oh, one of the world's biggest influential, like, uh, whatever. Is like, probably not. He's like, North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> this like guy, there's like, easy, my liege. <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't think you should be anywhere that doesn't ha- that has nukes. And Connor's like, I don't think I'm gonna be anywhere that doesn't have a nuke. Oh, <laughs> uh, the whole like Roman and Connor conversation is incredible. Uh, he's like, what about Oman? He's like, Oman. I'd have to talk to my woman about Roman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just like considers it or whatever. And he, and, you know, obviously talks to Willa. And Willa, uh, you know, he's like, well, everyone in my family hates Mencken. Uh, <laughs> so this really isn't good for anybody, but we would live in Oman. <laughs> and uh, they're like, no, no. So they turn it down. And then Roman's ticked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Roman's upset. And Roman then just starts like tearing into 
Connor for really no reason. It's just like a it's a Roman. Well, Roman is so invested before. in making winning the election because he picked him out first of all. Right. Uh, uh, that's another decision that Logan made. And second and third of all, Mencken has promised Roman that he will block the Gojo deal if he is elected president. Right. Um, um and so he has a lot riding on Mencken winning. Right. Um so Roman is now just like tearing into Connor, and it's like not nice words. He's being like really rude, or whatever. And uh Kendall's there to like smooth things over. And uh, basically, sitting in the background is Matson during all of this. And uh, while like Connor's walking away, he's like, "You got my vote, Mister President," or whatever. <laughs> and uh, Kendall starts like having this open confront uh, confrontation to uh, Matson. Goodness, Matson's having this conversation with Kendall, and they start uh, like arguing. He's like, "I saw your numbers." And he's like, uh, they're pretty gay. And Kendall's like, whoa, that's a bit homophobic, dude, isn't it? And just like all like try to be like politically correct. And just like Kendall's not at all. Uh, and Matson clearly isn't either. And it's just like awkward, this whole like it's like second degree cringing type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I love the deal. And do you love the deal? And he's like, oh, I love the deal. It's like, yeah, because overpaying history. They like give this like awkward hug or whatever. It's just like tough to watch, and uh, like it, I think Matson ends up leaving, and Shiv and Tom. I can't remember what sparks it, but they need to have a conversation. They they want to have a real because Tom doesn't like seeing Matson and Shiv together doing their thing, and Tom was like, "Do you want to have a real conversation?" Type thing. And she's like, sure. They go outside to the balcony, and it becomes like one of the most difficult, a, like a screaming match, basically. Yeah. Oh, because at the beginning of this episode, Tom gives Shiv a party prezi, uh, and uh, it's like just a scorpion. Yeah. And yeah, it's like so symbolic that I just don't know what it means, but I guess he's, it's he's the scorpion and the scorpion. snake. Yeah, it's the scorpion and the snake. Uh, because she calls him a snake, and she's like, and I think that you are not a good person to have children, and like, because mm, he doesn't hits, know she's pregnant. Yeah, and like Which, that hits hard, and I'm like watching this, and I'm it hits like, her hard. Uh, but to be fair, she has been nonstop drinking ever since we found out she was pregnant. Not true. Not true. I just I don't think she's drinking at all until the next episode. She's drinking the whole or time. The episode before that. No. She's not drinking. If you look, every scene that she's had alcohol, she's either held it and never taken a sip or just hope, puts it up to her lips. I promise that's not you. not true at all. I promise that's you. That's not true at all because when when she's uh, – you find out that she is pregnant in episode three, we see her drinking as soon as episode five when she's in the lo- a room alone with Matson. No, she doesn't drink there. She puts it up to her lips, but she does not drink. Well, that either way – she still drinks at some point in the show. She does, but it is more symbolic or not symbolic. It's more like impactful because for the simple fact that like she's been like teasing it kind of all this time, but either way, either way, uh, um, they're like having this whole screaming match and you know, she's like, she's calling him a snake and 
I thought Todd was going to jump off this balcony and kill himself. Yeah, we definitely thought that Tom was just going to jump. <laughs> I think, like, suicide was such, like, a big thing of what we thought was going to happen in the show. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Multiple. For, like, every episode almost. It's like, oh, I bet I bet freaking Willa kills herself here. You know, just like... Cause, I mean, they even hint... All right, they do hint at it a lot. Do they not? Yeah. Because when Willa goes missing, the whole scene with Tom just on the balcony... They've hinted at Kendall killing himself from season one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, But I, so I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. This whole conversation is like making me oh die inside. <laughs> it's so real. But it's like something that needed to be said, I guess, between them. Because yeah. like, it's just an, it's another example of people just saying how they feel instead of all the double talk but, that we see throughout the show like people just need to go to therapy though goodness yeah uh, I, I will say after like i said in episodes one and two i had i wasn't feeling it as much episode three really revitalized my opinion of it but the show has like kind of failed to reach the heights of episode three uh, uh, uh th- since then um and i think from the next episode forward it's kind of, it is at the level of like mm-hmm. strong feelings of you're, yeah you're right because yeah. like these I, other episodes there's like one or two scenes where you're like oh man but these next three episodes are just nonstop like crazy train I don't know how right. else to describe it but and then um so they have this whole argument Shiv is done with the argument she goes in and. Tom goes in, and uh, while this is going on, uh, Kendall meets with Nate, and they're talking, and you know, Ken's saying like all the stuff about Matt's, and some of it may be true, some of it not. They know about the numbers thing, but Nate's not sure if it's like enough they can go off of type thing. And Nate's like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna do anything. You're not your dad. That's a good thing. He says that once again. That's mm-hmm. you know another thing that's being said, and um. Kendall doesn't want to hear that, but you know, Nate leaves. Nate had a little thing with Tom where like Tom gave him wine and stuff. Uh with which is funny after making him pour it back in the bottle during the wedding. Yeah. Of the first season. Um, and then Tom is like super tired. He's like, okay, bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> Everybody leave, please. Everybody get out. <laughs> He's just done. He's just tired. Yeah. And uh he does leave. Um, he goes upstairs and the episode ends of just him wide, like eyes wide open, just looking up at the ceiling. And um, the next episode is nothing short of amazing, uh, which is the actual election episode. And this is my favorite episode of the series. America decides. Of, at least of season four, because I love safe room and I do love season three, episode five, which is the shareholder meeting. Um but this is like this somehow feels like older succession where it's like yeah the stakes are high but everyone is like just it's like a confined space that they like are in and it's just like everyone running around doing a million different things it's amazing (laughs) you know it's great when this when the episode opens up with tom and greg 
And uh, Tom's like, you know what? You're gonna be my Greg for tonight. He's like, he's like, yes, you are. You're, you're my he's Greg. Like, no, for tonight. no. <laughs> and they just, like secretly do cocaine <laughs> in the room or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that, Tom. Greg, the Aztec said it's medicinal. Are you racist, Greg? <laughs> Dude, uh, it's like the best dynamic duo like in TV, man. It's like I would love to see Breaking Bad. But just replace the actors of uh, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston to be Matthew and uh, Nicholas Braun. Yeah, th- this episode, um, basically, America decides is the title. It has been said it's the election episode. Uh, Tom has to uh, run ATN on election night, Macon versus Jimenez. Uh, and meanwhile, um, the kids are like running stuff from the top and basically there's chaos not just in the company but in the country and Mm -hmm. uh while all these elections are going on there's like riots and fires and all that stuff and it leads to a well am i going too quick for you or i would uh, say you are because i think this episode alone starts the root of a lot of my debate stuff and future episodes, especially with the fires. So you have Tom who's in charge of AT and needs to make sure everything goes perfectly. Otherwise he's done. If he can't handle the biggest night for their TV station, then there's no need to even keep him hired. Mm-hmm. So he did not sleep the night before. He's now high on cocaine. He's good to go. Uh, that's what you need in life. Yeah. You need a Greg, you need some Coke, and I think that's it. Uh, this message is not representative of the thoughts of what did you think. It is solely <laughs> the opinions of Ben Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Any future employers watching this, that was a joke. Yeah. Um. Either way, so they have to, he needs to make sure he is on his, like, A game. So they're doing the whole thing. Early polls is showing that it's going to be your man as again. Ken finds this out because he gets a call from Marsha, not Marsha, Rava, saying that, like, no, no, he he meets Rava in person. And Rava is like, you know, listen, your daughter was, like, walking in the street and she was, like, pushed or whatever, you know, and people at school are not, you know, liking her. Some of them are. Obviously, so it shows very quickly that if Mencken wins, it's not going to be really good for ken's daughter you know along with like a lot of other people like her so uh you know and ken immediately goes to well where were you why why was she walking alone or whatever it's such like a dumb kindle thing to say mm-hmm. it's like super rude uh and then pulls a logan line of you don't know everything i do is for my family everything i do because a walter white is like yeah everything i do is for my family um and it's just yeah it's like so stupid like the way he answers instead of being like supportive and like a good dad and husband or ex-husband that you know i feel like he could have done better maybe (laughs) (laughs) basically um, what what's important on that scene is that changes the stakes for kindle it it's no longer just about all of the kids are treating this election as nothing more but a business move but uh, that for Kendall, that also changes the stakes. If he gets what he wants for business reasons, 
does that make him a bad father? And yeah, uh, the answer is yes. So he has to deal with that, right? Uh, and it's made very clear from this episode that Roman is pro Mankin and Shiv is pro Hermanas, and Kendall's like honestly in the middle. He doesn't know what to do. Should he make the business decision that would possibly help them with Mankin, or should he make the you know politically correct situation in this world of going with Hermanas, like the decision that benefits his family the most? And so he's like you know, obviously taking in everything states are being called and then it announces that there's a vote counting area in Milwaukee that is on fire that got burnt. They don't know what organization or group burned it. All they know is that it's being burnt and tons of votes went up into flames. As of right now, it was suggested that it would go to Mankin, but there was enough votes in there to obviously sway the vote. So the whole conversation is like, do what do we do? with milwaukee or what do we do with wisconsin do we call it or not and um roman's like call it and shiv's like definitely not and mm-hmm. mr breaking bad is there and he's like well listen we can definitely call it and then he gets wasabi in his eyes thanks to greg and uh like <laughs> it's just another like shenanigan thing that happens <laughs> and he's like we could do a pending call as long as i'm up there explaining that this is a pending call um because he said he himself thinks that it's Mankin, but he doesn't want to call it because it really could go either way. Uh, Roman said, I'm going to go take a pee. Secretly tells the Nazi guy that works at <laughs> ATN to go ahead and like go on this like insane rant on why it's Mankin. And basically they call it. And this guy's like, what? So all the votes were Republican? Is that really it? And while like the thing is up in flames, one of the like <laughs> touch screens dies and like breaks, yeah. and they're having to do this whole thing. It's hilarious and like stressful, but Roman gets his way, and they just call Wisconsin. Right. So that's uh, how that's how the kids are able to influence the election. That's how the choice is Kendall's, uh, in that who should become president is because since the fire, we don't know who actually won. Whoever mm-hmm. basically whoever ATN calls will effectively be president at least for until those votes bit. are fixed. Yeah. Right. So and this whole thing. So Roman's meeting up with Mankin, talking to them. Shiv's meeting up with her manas, and Roman is just or uh Kendall's just doing his thing. And while Shiv is on the phone with Matson, she finds out that Matson told Greg that her and Shiv have been in cahoots. And uh, she, uh, Greg tells Tom this and Tom says uh, knowledge is like a bottle of wine you save it and you store it until one moment you hit somebody in the face with it mm-hmm. and Greg stores it and um, Shiv finds out that Greg knows and Shiv takes Dude, her him scene. into a room and I did not think it was going to go the way I thought I thought Shiv was going to pull something and say like that Greg like harassed her and assaulted her or whatever and i was like about to be so sad because like there's no way greg gets out of this no greg's (laughs) dead here and so she pulls greg in and she's like you think i'm attractive greg and greg's like "Uh, this is all this is awkward no i don't think this is appropriate you're my cousin uh like why are you trying to screw me and everything and she's like if you tell anybody i will gut you pull your insides or whatever like threatens greg and greg's like okay (laughs) Uh, whatever and about this time the election night happens and they're 
oh, Arizona is ready to call. Arizona is the final state when they call it, it the election because they called Wisconsin will show that Mencken becomes president. So the whole conversation then becomes, do we call Arizona and keep it as is and call Mencken president? Do we call Arizona and go back on Wisconsin and say it's pending? Or do we just not call Arizona? Because PGN and all these other places are calling Arizona. So Roman's like, we should definitely call it. We can't go back on our decision. That hurts our brand. Shiv is like, we definitely should. It's like our, it's democracy type thing. We shouldn't name a, a president right now. Uh, and Kendall is honestly, I think he's leaning more towards Shiv, honestly, on this side. You know, as I yeah, think the conversation. He definitely uh, is. Because conversation with Rava really helped. He's leaning towards uh, Shiv and Jimenez because of Rava. And we know this because he keeps calling Jimenez's team and he's like trying to get them uh, thinking about blocking the deal. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Um, because and... even that and early polls are also showing that Jimenez is supposed to win. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... um. Ken was like, all right, we'll call Nate, see if you can, you know, get them again. Shiv fakes a phone call with Nate. I would not have done that. I would not have done that. Um, but uh Ken calls Nate and like Nate answers or something. And uh as he's out there, Greg is out there and Greg talks to Ken. And the whole thing is like, I do we tell him? Do he not? I'm like, I'm like, Greg, please like make the move, Greg, please tell him. And uh, Greg like snitched on Shiv, and Ken walks in. He's ticked because Shiv's been like backstabbing him and playing both sides this whole time, <laughs> and and uh, like that out of anger, I think Ken then just signs with Roman. Yeah, it's definitely and, just to get back at Shiv, like one hundred percent. And they call the election, and Greg has the de- has to then deliver the news, and mm-hmm. Greg does. Greg delivers the news. And um, they call Mencken as president, and Shiv's upset. Roman's upset at Shiv, and Ken is like really angry at Shiv as well. And that's the uh, that's the end of the this, episode. This episode is so crazy, and it was so stressful to yeah. watch, just because it was it was just everyone's most primal like actions and like nobody mm-hmm. comes out on top here except for Megan but like everyone is terrible to everyone and it's just like everyone's so focused on getting exactly what they want with no regard for any other person that it's mm-hmm. just like you see you really see the worst in everybody in this episode and right there's just no there's no it's not a satisfying ending and that's like in a good way <laughs> it's such an amazing episode the intensity and energy is there it is so funny like yeah. i think it's one of the most humorous episodes in the show definitely uh and it's like honestly it, it just it's the perfect like portions of everything to just make a solid episode of television let alone succession and uh yeah i was just like a big fan of it that's why i mean it's my favorite it's not as sad as the Logan one, which is, you know, why I enjoy it a lot more because I'm not depressed while watching it. And I just, I think it's a lot of fun. I like the moves that they make. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's a fantastic Greg episode. It's, it's one, one of the best Greg episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the last two episodes, the last two episodes, which are 
pretty good. Yeah, so we got the last two episodes. And this is Church and State. The first episode in the show to make me cry. And the only one. Um yeah. I man. So this is the episode of Logan's funeral. And it's you know, that you've got the kids they're talking about. They have so Connor is like the party planner of the family. He does events and he told the siblings we're trying to keep it a tight 90 for the funeral 90 hours um no <laughs> 90, 90 minutes. minutes uh and uh so you know he's like okay so we're gonna have blah 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 speak you know we'll have the wheelmen you know bring them down then we're gonna do roman and then it's your speech and then we'll be done and or shiv speech and then we'll be done uh and they're like okay and we have we see roman practicing his speech and it is a roman speech comedic moments whatever it, it's comedic but it's also trying to like build up logan and like make him out to be a great man and all that stuff right yeah and uh the speech sounds really good when uh, roman is practicing um not even that it doesn't sound good while he's practicing either he's just like skimming over it yeah and i don't i don't know what parts he's saying is in the speech or is not you know probably not the um, part where he goes blah 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 i would imagine says, see can he die see shivy lie see roman <laughs> the showman light up the sky <laughs> um but i'm cracking up it's funny and uh tom is swamped with 18 stuff he hasn't slept again you More know, because like Tom just... swamped Gans, swamp, swamp, Tom swamped, swamped Gans. I like that one. That's a good one, Cameron. Yeah, fulfilling my Say role. Say it again. Not, uh, and then, yeah, no, uh, so Tom is like wanting to be at the wedding or <laughs> at the funeral, <laughs> and doesn't think he'll be able to make it in time because he has to be one of the wheelmen to walk down the, the casket. And he's like, okay, well, Greg, go give me a seat, second row, and tell Mankin that we that we made the call. Yeah. Because uh, everyone's going to be here. Every, like, financial, anyone with financial power is in this room. Any political leader is, like, in this room. It's, like, presumed to be. Right. You know, just like, so many important people are here. Uh, and it's, like, everyone's loading into this, you know, place. We got... Uh, Kendall is, oh, they pick up everybody, all the siblings, and this is like a day after uh, they found out Shiv lied, and they're all like joking around with each other. Kendall's very serious. Uh, Roman's making just dumb jokes, and um, Shiv finally tells them, uh, oh, Shiv told Tom that she's pregnant in the election episode, last episode, and he didn't believe her, or kind of, he was like, is this like just a way to play mm-hmm. uh, and so fi- she finally tells her siblings that she's pregnant because she's going to tell her mom uh, at the funeral and she wanted them to know and they're like oh is it uh she's like yes it's greg's you know what or yes it's tom <laughs> <laughs> i thought you Plot were joking twist. i thought you were joking <laughs> no i forgot <laughs> I, I messed them up um no, unfortunately not. Well, those predictions <laughs> were wrong. Uh, what happened in that office when Shiv uh, right. pulled him in there? That's not how it works. Uh, 
and then um so everyone's there uh greg rides his bike like full-on sprint on the bike to the funeral he shows up like sweaty kindle finds out that his assistant is quitting and is like okay that's dumb you're dumb that's a dumb move jess uh yeah. and um hugo says that hey uh looks like Matson's numbers are like not true and he's like uh okay show up to the funeral Roman's there, and while they're all walking behind the grave, Roman is kind of like starting to get sad a little bit. Uh, he said he pre-grieved though, so he should be fine. And everyone's there, and we see Carrie. Mm-hmm. Carrie's there, and I thought it was like, oh, that's gonna be awkward. But then Carolina takes Carrie. She takes Carolina's assistant, and then she takes Marsha, and they all like sit together in the second row. And I was like, and Marsha. Like Carrie really liked him, like really yeah. loved him, honestly. Like she was like crying and stuff. And Marsha was there and she was like comforting Carrie. I was like, that was really sweet to watch. Um, and uh then Ewan or so Greg becomes a wheelman to walk the casket down. And I was worried he was gonna drop it. Thankfully <laughs> he didn't. Um <laughs> and uh they were told um to not let Ewan speak mm-hmm. because Ewan does not like his brother. And if they say he thinks if he says something bad about Logan publicly, that would affect the stock price. Yes. Well, Ewan speaks. Yeah. Uh, he walks up there. <laughs> Greg was like, What do you want me to do? Like, take out his legs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ewan speaks. It's a really good speech to start off. Um, and then ends on a negative side on just like, you know, talking about his brother didn't care. About yeah. Him. Um, and then they're like, well, Roman, you can like turn this around, right? Roman's like, you need to show him both sides. Yeah. Uh, so Roman stands up. Frank is like trying to be comforting. He's like, you okay, son? I'm like, you're good. It's like, I pre grieved. I'm not your son. Mm-hmm. He goes up there and just, can't even Dude. get out the first sentence one of the best performances of the whole show uh so this is easily the best performance of kieran colgan besides scott pilgrim <laughs> no oh. besides home alone one where he's sitting there <laughs> eating pizza yeah guys <laughs> forgot he's in that <laughs> um yeah uh so he's there and roman actually shows the most emotion we've ever seen yeah, and it's just like bawling his eyes out while he's there standing with his um, siblings, and they're comforting him, and uh, it's just like super hard to watch. And just watching him like lose it, it was just like it made me sad. It made me cry. Yeah, I was there, like, there's Bro. there's something about in shows and stuff where people are reacting to a death by being like hysterical and being like unreasonable which is totally understandable like when they when they're making weird requests specifically because here kendall uh, uh roman says is he in the point of the coffin he's like is he in there can we get him out and like mm-hmm. that is like so emotional because like i've been at funerals where i've seen people like talking like that and it's just so real really you know? yeah I've been to one funeral before. Not specifically like that, but just like oh, they're grieving in a way, and they like they don't want to acknowledge it that it's real, right? I don't know. And honestly, yeah, it was really sad, 
but a part of me cried because of like how good the performance was. Well, I know yeah, it sounds obviously. weird, but like Brendan's performance in the whale oh, made me like yeah. cry. And yeah. this is a very similar thing where it's like watching someone just completely crushed, like he loved his father and his father did not love him the same amount back mm-hmm. as like what it looks like just like really hurts him and it just like it's just the fa- it's like the loss was so well depicted i think on kieran's like just movements and actions because for the rest of the episode he's like in his own bubble he does not yeah. want to be like bothered and touched and uh kindle goes up there saves the speech like again a living plus moment like destroys it but unfortunately roman's like bad you know attempt was saw was seen by like hundreds Everybody. of power people yeah yeah and um whatever when shiv makes a speech i wanted them why didn't connor i wanted connor to speak so bad they didn't i don't think connor wanted to speak yeah, he did. He had a speech written up, and he gave it to Shiv. Oh, right. Well, Will- Willow wrote it, and we've seen that's, Willow's speeches before. That's why I wanted to see it, dude. <laughs> I wanted to see it so bad. I wanted to see another, I super love you, super dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Connor didn't speak, and then they uh go to, like, the like tomb area. It's, like, this insane yeah. $5 million like tomb and immediately he didn't want to be it's like, buried underground like he's held yeah. above the ground and uh, it has room for other graves and Connor's like what do you think guys i wouldn't say no to a top bunk <laughs> 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 amazing i'm like yes uh and um then they go back and mankin is there and ken is talking to mankin about like you know hey we should not do this deal type thing and Mangan's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll see you about it. And Roman shows up and Mangan just makes fun of Roman for just like crying during the funeral. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Kendall's like, hey, man, uh, that's not cool. <laughs> uh, and then Greg shows up and then immediately it becomes like everyone showing up and just talking to the president. Just surrounding him because they all and want something. Connor surrounds him too. And then Shiv takes him away and takes him to Matson. And basically he was like hey listen i what if you let the deal go through but we make an american ceo and shiv actually came up with this idea with matson and she was like and i think it should be me i think shiv roy would be the good american ceo uh matson's like maybe maybe so matson brings up american ceo to mankin and he was like basically yeah and then he says it like at the end of the episode that it's yeah they're gonna do it and then while it's um Roman's sitting in the chair, like, obviously just down. And um, Kendall's like, hey, you screwed it up, but, you know, that's okay. And, he's, like, just kind of being hard with his words, you know. I wouldn't have, you know, probably used that phrasing necessarily to someone that's going through a hard time. But Kendall was being, like, brutally honest. And Roman is just, like, upset. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. As he's leaving, also, you have, like, Carl and all them making fun of or Hugo making fun of the video of Roman because it got leaked of Roman crying. And Jerry was there and Jerry's like, that's not cool. I was like, oh, there's still hope. <laughs> uh, there's still hope for them. And uh, Roman walks out and basically goes to like the rioters 
and just gets beat up. <laughs> yeah. Just like starts insulting them, getting in their face or whatever, and crosses the police line and just like gets kind of what he deserved type thing. Not even he didn't deserve it then, but just like for being kind of a punk. Um got beat up and the episode ends of just like him kind of getting like washed away with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh like such a good ending, good it, pre-ultimate. Yeah, it's it's such a like the acting is great in this episode and the way they're able to like have the great performances and all that and still have room to really set up an awesome finale and just like put all the cards in a line or the dominoes in place for everything right. to you know mm-hmm. go down go down in the next episode it's like really expertly written and yeah it's it's yeah I, you know what do you say but what has already been said <laughs> right no i i mean i love this episode it's hard to watch like you know it's just sad mm-hmm. another like depression like depression mindset filled episode just yeah but this next episode though happens to be the end yes. the finale the, we, the moment we've all been waiting for after starting the show in 2021 i'm finally seeing the end and it did not disappoint in my opinion i think yeah. this is a perfect ending for in my opinion a perfect show and I think it's one of the best endings I've ever seen as far as television goes. Well, let's talk about that. Do 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 do. I was thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you want to go through your recap because oh, this sure, this, this you do it. Well, you've been doing really good so far. You remember way more than I do. Uh, this episode okay. is... Just um, watch this one. <laughs> this episode is going to have, the, I think, the biggest discussion afterwards. So I'll definitely yeah. contribute Well, then. because, yeah. So where do I start? Probably the beginning. Um, <laughs> I honestly can't remember how this episode begins. Um, it's all a blur. I'm going to be honest. It begins... Well... Roman got beat up at the end of the last episode. It begins with everybody getting ready for the vote. Yes, uh, because there's a vote on whether or not they should uh, get bought by Joko. Go, go, Joko, go, go. Goku is trying to (laughs) buy, so they're doing the vote. They're they're going to. And Kendall's comparing his numbers and who they got. He's trying to call Stewie. Stewie's not answering him. Uh, you know, he's kind of like frantically moving around, and it's made very clear that no one knows where Roman is. And I'm mm. like, oh, he's not dead. I know that. It'd be a really bad way to kill somebody off, like off screen. Um, yeah, who would do that? <laughs> this show in episode three. Uh, well, okay, not like that. I mean, because we whatever. Shut up. I know you're joking. Um, anyways, uh, and then Shiv gets a call from Carolina. Shiv's on top of the world. She thinks she's got the CEO spot. I, there's like no way she has it. I'm watching this and I'm like, there's yeah, no she... way she has it. Because <laughs> yeah. the show also does a thing of like celebrating way too early. I'm like, goodness. So Shiv is very confident she's got it. She's chilling. Been chilling. And she gets a call from Carolina, her mom, and says, hey, uh, one of your siblings is here and it's not Kendall. What? And she goes to wherever her mom is, 
and uh, we, she sees little Roman, and Roman is wearing. So there's this Instagram account I follow called Succession Fashion, and they go through each episode and they pull out the leads' outfits and basically how much it is to buy it, where you can buy it, and everything. And everything Roman has worn has been over a hundred dollars. That's not a lot. Over like you know, because there's like socks and stuff, but. Um, his like suit jacket and stuff are like six hundred dollars. His dress shirts are like three hundred. Mm-hmm. Shoes and watches and stuff. His shirt is found at Walmart for fifteen dollars, and Yo. it is amazing. Um, and he's like a little kid. It is just like mom's there helping him out type thing as much as Carolina can. Like she doesn't. She's not a good mom. Um, but she's still there. And Kendall finds out. Uh, Shiv and Roman are there. And Kendall needs Roman. He needs to yeah. know that Roman's on his side. So Kendall goes over there and immediately is like, Romy, hey, are you here? <laughs> uh, and he must have gotten that off of Revengers. I was thinking Sheldon. he got it. <laughs> Sheldon. I was thinking he got it off of uh, The Simpsons. Homie. Oh, Kermy. <laughs> Wait, oh, I was thinking of uh, the Muppets. Crummy. Yeah. All um, right. Man, all of these. The, the, the three anyways, titans of the entertainment uh, industry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, um, Succession, but Muppets. Yeah. Would you watch? Yes. What are you yes, talking about? Of course too. I would watch that. Um, Anything with the Muppets. Like we said. Like if, if we just need to normalize Muppets just being a part of like regular television. Yeah, Muppets just as actors. Yeah, yeah, like I would, and like people treat them like just Roman like cursing out a Muppet would just be like so. I'm still so funny to me. I'm still hope holding out for one of the Knives Out movies, just having Kermit play a character, Dude. not as Kermit, but just oh, but he's but he's like credited as Kermit, right? Because that's they're always full of such recognizable people. Why not have so him in there? That's such a good idea. Anyways, um, I think Isaac so, came up with that, so credit to him. Really? Yeah. Speaking nice. of Isaac, Isaac, he has given me his opinion of this season, so I'm going to read that at the end of this. Just a little, a little paragraph. Good. Well, anyways, um, uh, Kendall shows up, and he's like, like immediately business, business, business. Roman's not going to talk about it. He has stitches and stuff, and he's like, done with it he there's so much good symbolism in this show it's like this is him just not even being there getting to wear what he wants to wear you know it's like he's free he even says in like the first episode like this place was like a cage to me mm-hmm. you know it's like i'm happy anyways anyways whatever we'll get to the end um and Shiv is like on top. She's gloating. She's like, you know, I'm gonna be the CEO. I'm gonna be yeah. better than you guys. In well, an I hour won't... and a half episode, she's yeah. talking the so much mark. smack <laughs> at like the ten or twenty minute mark. I'm like, I'm glad. I'm glad she's got confidence, but she clearly doesn't understand television. As um, soon as she said, "I won," she lost. She I knew lost. she lost. Yeah. Um, and so we'll. So, anyways, uh, basically, they're all talking and. It cuts to Tom and Matson at dinner. They're eating, and Matson basically sell, tells Tom that I'm going to make. After interviewing him, basically says that he's going to be the American CEO after they acquire the deal. Um, and then 
Tom stands up, goes to Greg, and well, Tom... so that that's an important conversation because Tom just demonstrates to to Matson that he's willing to be trampled on. Uh, he's just going to be submissive. He's going to do whatever he needs to do. And uh, he kind of demonstrates that by Matson saying that, hey, I want to sleep with your wife. Are you cool with that? And he's not even asking him. He's telling him. And then when when Tom is cool with that, he's like, okay, this is somebody that I can just do whatever to and he'll listen. Right. And Tom, so used to playing that role, just fills it yet again. And that's how he lands Matson's spot idea for if the deal goes through, this will be my CEO. Right. And um, basically, Tom's life is de- uh, Greg's life is dependent on what happens to Tom, because if Tom goes down, there's no need for Greg because they even say Greg is an overpaid assistant. He makes two hundred thousand dollars a year, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. That's what they say. Anyways, so Tom finds out. Kind of good news, not, I mean, you know, whatever. I, we'll talk about, you know, if it is or not at the end. He goes to Greg and is like, it's good. And that's all he says. And I thought they were going to kiss. They were so close. Their hands were touching each other. Um, My bad. And uh, it, it was close. It was close, but it didn't happen. Um, And that's all he says to Greg. So it was kind of like vague to Greg. And Greg's like, okay, goes to the bar, is having shots with Matson and his guys, and pulls out freaking like Google Translate. Yeah. Starts translating their Swedish conversation and finds out that Shiv is going to be like screwed over in this deal. And he calls Ken. He's like, okay, are you ready? This is big news. You got to promise me something. Basically, Greg wanted to be a part of the four amigos. Like he wants to sit at the same table, essentially, eat the right. same food make the same ken assuming promises it to him and great move i think on greg's part honestly it's fantastic move on Greg's once part again no matter greg what happens keeping, greg wins yeah greg is keeping both options open um so the source uh you know leaks type thing to ken and ken confirms it and tells shiv shiv is really upset finds out greg told her um or told Ken, whatever. And now Roman is glued into it once again by his siblings. And they're like, okay, well, fine, we'll do this. But there needs to be one head, one crown type thing. And they're talking about it. And Roman's like, well, dad said it would be me before he died. And he's like, but whatever, I don't care. And, and that was the only time of Roman. Roman probably said, like, was thinking, okay, if they say yes, I'm doing it. If not, I'm not going to like push for it. You know, yeah. Roman, I think is just, is I think Roman was done with this after he got beat up. Like yeah. the end of got that reality nine, check. Yeah. At the end of episode nine, he was like, this is not for me. I don't want to do this. Um, And Shiv obviously doesn't want it to be Kendall. Yeah. Um, She and, doesn't even care if it's her. She just doesn't want it to be Kendall. And they don't want it to be Kendall. Roman doesn't either because they even say on the beach while Ken is swimming that they even contemplate the idea of screwing over Kendall. And they're like, nah, you murdered you know. me. You literally murdered me. <laughs> they're and, doing uh, Kendall impressions. Yeah. Oh yeah. They are doing Kendall impressions. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they go and they say, yeah, well, we thought about screwing you over and they don't. And then we have such a wholesome moment, uh, moment between 
between all three siblings where all they make three a meal, of them except for connor <laughs> they make a meal fit for a king king by yeah. um just making gross raw eggs they some blend cheese, a ton of food all over into this big blender. tabasco and and Shiv Shiv spits, spits in, it. in it yeah and this is actual drink that Jeremy Strong decided to drink. Yeah, you got to stay in the character. He could have drinking chocolate shake, and I, 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 you know, would not have noticed. You know, from the very little that I've heard about Jeremy Strong's process, he reminds me a lot of Ed Norton's character in Birdman, where mm-hmm. everything has to be real. <laughs> but at least he's not Ed Norton. Yeah, you know, it could be worse. If Ed Norton wants to be on an episode of the podcast, though, I don't know. He might want to we'll edit talk. it and write it himself, so I don't know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, uh, so they make a meal fit for a king. Uh, they're all happy, it's all fun, and they're like, Oh shoot, there's still 45 minutes left for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yet again, <laughs> way too early to something bad's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, so they go over to the house, Connor's house now, which is used to be Logan's, and uh, Connor has a good idea with like these stickers and you're going to go through, you're going to put stickers on you want. This is going to be a way that you can bid for everything. Um, and the more left behind. Yeah. Yeah. And the most, yeah. And the most stickers uh, that like, so if you were blue, the most uh, things have the, like, so say you really wanted this phone and you got four blue stickers on it and everyone else didn't put like one sticker or something. You get this, you know, you get the phone. So everyone's going around, they're doing their stickers and, um, Tom decides to tell Shiv that it's going to be him. He's going to be the CEO. And Shiv basically says, like, oh, Craig leaked it, whatever. Um, But when Shiv finds out she's ticked, all the siblings leave. And uh, Tom takes uh, Greg into the bathroom. And, uh, (laughs) like, they, Tom hits Greg like he always does to Greg. Because Greg doesn't fight back. Except this time, Greg he hits does. him with a nice ten out of ten slap on <laughs> on Tom. Definitely I think a real that, slap. I think that like honestly gave Tom like a okay, you know, good job, minion. Yeah, like, you know, good job, Greg. Uh, you know they say if you're gonna make a Tomlet, you gotta and break a, a few yeah, Gregs. You gotta break a few Gregs. But this Greg grew into. It's a nice. A, it's not. It's not a Greglet anymore. It's he's a, a Gregan. Gregan. Uh, uh, anyways, a Gregster. Um, <laughs> Gregster. A Gregory. Um. Ooh. Yeah. No. Um. Gregory. <laughs> so, uh, they find out, and you're like, okay, that's not that. I mean, it was fun to watch, but it was sad too because you love these people, and um, it goes to the well. Uh, well, there's a vote. And it goes the six meeting, to yeah. six. Yeah. Because Stewie ends up answering. And when people start realizing that um, Shiv is now Team Ken, mm-hmm. then uh, people start joining their side. And so now it's six to six. Roman redeems himself when previously he was intimidated by his dad and kind of went behind Kendall's back at the last minute. Uh, Roman finally stands up and votes Ken in. And then it's six to six and Shiv is the last one to vote. And she second guesses herself and she asks to be excused and think about it. And yeah. that sets this off is Ken. the climax, the pinnacle of the episode. 
all emotion is here and it is also we forgot to mention so ken like hugs roman tight and like breaks his stitches intentionally oh but i think this roman... actually, it's very important to point this out because i have a hot take of at least amongst our friend group so okay. we need to point out when roman sees jerry he breaks down um mm-hmm. he absolutely breaks down and he rips open his own stitches so like i don't know so he looks worse than like because if he looked good then people would be like why isn't he taking ceo so right he breaks down he hurts himself he kind of folds into himself and starts bawling and then he like you know that was important to notice but i mentioned fast forward back to where we are now yeah so shiv is in this room and she's emotional she's like you know what does she do here you know Mm -hmm. she's thinking and kendall is upset it is like yelling at her almost and immediately like, oh. immediately proves her right that she shouldn't vote on this yeah also <laughs> to make matters worse people can hear this conversation now yeah. the walls are glass and people are hearing and looking at ken yell and just like tear into her and i have some suspicions about this too that i can kind of get into after we talk about this sure um but with, uh, anyways with that being said shiv is like no i'm not doing it i can't i can't do this and she's like you killed somebody you can't do this and kane was like i didn't i mean that I was i up. just i made it up it was a joke yeah. type thing like i did it as a thing and roman's upset no one believes him and it becomes a thing because like, the thing is whether they whether they believe him or not if they don't believe him then he just tried to make it fake if they do believe him then it was fake so there's no winning after he says that right and uh kendall angrily like pushes his like hands on like his brother's face trying to mortal combat fatality squeeze (laughs) his head like game of thrones (laughs) and um uh shiv walks out of the room kendall chases after her and you find out shiv voted that yes the past the deal and they lost and Ken gets in the elevator. We don't know where he's going. If it's up Dude, or down. Oh my and word. We think it's up. Uh, Th- this scene, like following they're they're take they're taking pictures with all the people who struck the deal. And there's a wide angle that shows the window. And it would be a perfect shot for if Kendall were to fall behind them. But he doesn't. But like that was just, intentional, too. Just, I promise yeah, you. It's just in the back of your mind the whole time. So we have Kendall possibly going to kill himself. Like that is on everyone's mind. I promise you like mm-hmm. how and where is he going to do it? Um, And Shiv is nowhere to really be seen. Like she's standing there, you know, next to Tom, I think. And Roman goes in, signs it, walks out. He's angry, but I, mean, I just think he just wants to get out. He's just yeah. like annoyed. He just wants to like leave and Kendall leaves. And, um, and everyone is we get like everyone's final moment we see um roman sitting at a bar drinking a martini which is uh jerry's drink by the way um Mm. jerry's choice of drink and we see um pendle standing on a ledge not like on a ledge he's like standing on like he's on the ground he's he's looking facing water looking over his glasses And we see Carl, or not Carl, it's uh, his body, his dad's, Colin, his dad's bodyguard standing by him. And Kendall goes and sits on the beach. I mean, and uh, 
uh, I did this in reverse order. Um, it doesn't matter. And then the the basically Kindle sits down and just stares at the water with his bodyguard in the background. And then the scene of um when Tom becomes CEO, Greg walks up to him and Tom puts a sticker on Greg's head and is like, "Don't worry, I got you." Mm. And um. And that was amazing. I was so happy. <laughs> I really was. And uh, then in the car, Tom holds out his hand while they're sitting down, and Shiv puts her fingers in between his, and they sit it's down. It's it's important that she doesn't do that. They she puts her her hand in his hand, but they don't hold hands. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. because okay, and that's how the show ends. Now yeah. we got a lot to talk about. Several things obviously the big question is like who wins and i think i know i think i know um yeah i i have fully thought out like thoughts for every individual character i see a lot of people saying shiv wins shiv made a great move she made the best move she could have made but she did not win roman wins but not by a choice he made. The person that like wins wins. Like hands down, obviously is Matson. No question there. But of of everyone related, it is Greg. I think Greg. Yes, is the so, biggest winner. So I would like to comment on how I feel about everybody because I truly believe that, except for Greg and Matson. This is a no-win scenario. Literally nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Greg is also supposed to not win, but you kind of have to extrapolate it a little bit, and you have to look into the future to see how he wins. Right. So uh, Matson obviously wins because he gets the company, and he gets to do whatever he wants because he has Tom as a puppet. Right. So then the next thing is like, oh, didn't Tom win? He got the spot. He has the spot in title only. He will never make a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, as we've seen in se- seasons past, he will be a doormat, but he hates being a doormat. It crushes his spirit, and he feels no joy in it. Right. And that is his life now. Um, the He wants a relationship with Shiv, and he finally gets that, but he doesn't get that. You know, she's not there as his wife. She's there because he's a safety cushion. He's a safety net now. He has the spot. So now she will always be connected to the top dog. Right. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe her and Matson will live happily ever after together someday. But I doubt it. Um, And like, sorry. Go ahead. If if you want to interject, that's fine. I was going to say that Shiv is in a better spot because she's pregnant also. Because oh, we forgot to mention anything with Connor, Connor and Willa. I was gonna get there. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. Because right, we'll they they kind they kind of don't really spend that much time with them either. No. Um, Shiv. People say Shiv won. She did not. She hated being Tom's wife. She's not fit to be, nor does she really want to be a mother. Um, and she. Uh, the only way she got what she wanted is that Kendall's not the CEO, but she is stuck. Which in is a, rela- a win, which is a win. It's kind of, yeah, but she's <laughs> stuck in a relationship she hates. And now in the relationship that she had all the power, the roles have flipped. And that's why it's so important that they don't close hands because they're not in it together. Mm-hmm. Tom has Shiv in his hand, in, his, in the palm of his hand. In the palm of his hand. Yep. 
Yeah. And I mean, everyone, so like, we don't need to say how many times Matson won. Matson wins easily. All right. But Tom is literally there just to eat crap and just like do whatever Matson says. Tom is going to hate his life forever until he quits. But as soon as he quit, I mean, the only thing like good that comes of Shiv and Tom is that they've got a little Wamsgans cooking up. And I, I don't think either of them is going to get. You know, when normal people have kids, that's like a fulfilling experience. When these people have kids, we know what happens. We saw the whole show. Right. It but doesn't especially well. with like two parents that don't you like know, that other. are there that are only there for business reasons, you know. Right. And it's like it is it's terrible. And the only good thing Tom has is Greg. You know, I mean, just because Greg and is I, Greg. I Greg don't think Greg's gonna stick around. Because no. of how he wins in the end, okay? Yes. So, yeah, first of all, this. Greg set himself up to be on the right side of history no matter who wins. If if Kendall's on top, he's already made himself uh, valuable to Kendall by telling him the valuable information about Shiv getting kicked out or whatever. Um, If if Matson wins, he's got a, a built-up relationship with Tom. So, mm-hmm. no matter what, he wins. That being said, Tom does dock his pay to forty thousand dollars a year, which, which might is sound... a one hundred sixty thousand dollar drop yes. from what he was making. Which, by the way, I saw in a review for the finale that the only reason Tom does that is because he's mad at Matson for wanting to sleep with Shiv, and he's just as always taking it out on Greg because he has no one else to take it out on, and I believe that. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, that is a loss for at most 10 years and then ewan dies and he gets to sue greenpeace and get his fortune right and then he's and the thing out is of too it. tom definitely has money saved up and you know what i mean if he's mean smart, greg? i mean greg greg yeah you know he should have money saved up he still has a job you know chances are he does get some pay raise in the future you know what i mean yeah but if we're looking at future tom's where he is if he doesn't kill himself first you know yeah and Greg is good until Ewan dies, but Ewan's old, you know, Ewan, that could happen anytime. Right. And then that's and when he gets his bajillions of dollars and all that stuff. And then he's going to sue the charity. He's going to sue the, oh. he's going to sue the charity. And normally we wouldn't think that would work, but they said that he has a case. And so he'll probably get it. Right. Um, and then Tom, and t- if we look at everybody in 10 years, Tom's where he is. If he doesn't kill himself, mm-hmm. same exact spot, disrespected, walked on, trampled over Shiv, is in a de- depressed mood now has a kid that she may care for. Maybe not, you know, at least she's the wife of the CEO, but I mean, she does kind of get to do whatever she wants to with, you know, whatever Roman in 10 years. Well, I don't want best life. Okay. This is where we disagree. Cause we didn't talk about uh Kendall and Roman. Kendall obviously loses. He's the biggest loser of everything. Yes. Um, And I, what is important that the, the reason Colin is there is because Kendall and Roman have the same no Kendall and Logan ended with the same thing. Yes. They yes. had no one and nothing but their bodyguard as their closest person, right? Absolutely. After yeah. so long and so much hard fighting, the only difference is Logan was at the top of the company which didn't really matter in the long run because he, you know, he died just suddenly, right? Didn't really get to do mm-hmm. anything with it. So 
all they have, both of them, is their bodyguard, and Kendall just has it the absolute worst. Um, Roman, so you and Isaac, and uh, I, I think Sarah agreed with this. Just the the circle, and did Riley probably agree with this too? The circle of friends that I watched this show with all said that Roman of the siblings gets out on top the most. I I really think that they're all pretty equally terribly left off because people are like, oh, Roman, he's out of it. He wanted to be out of it. He's out of it now. But I rewatched the final shot of him and he smiles for like two seconds and then he immediately, the smile fades. And why I thought it was important to bring up him freaking out that Jerry, when he saw Jerry, is because that's how we now see how Roman reacts when he sees something he used to cherish that he doesn't have anymore. He's so unstable. He breaks down just at the sight of a lost relationship, right? So now he doesn't have his siblings relationship anymore. Maybe him and Shiv are still cool, right? Right. But him and Kendall will never recover. He'll, he never really, Connor and him were never really close. He doesn't interact with the company anymore. So he will for all forever break down at the sight of his family and that company. And he'll never be stable unless he fixes himself, which I don't think he could. I think Roman is in the most optimistic spot, though, because like I said, he's not a normal person would be, but he's so broken that I don't uh, I'm not trying to say broken people can never get fixed. What I'm trying to say is Roman thinks that he's unfixable. And so I don't know if he'll ever get the he'll bring himself to the point to move past it. I think Roman's a big family man. And And he doesn't have a family anymore. I think the hardest part is not having him and possibly shiv i don't know but like i think that's just going to be hard for him he doesn't also, have his dad even through he was the company. fine when he was with carolina you he know wasn't fine that i think it, he was no he was on mom, a good road to recovery i think his mom doesn't care about him his mom is so distant the only reason she was bringing him all there was so peter could pitch to them oh yeah that's sure i forgot about that she she didn't even put in his eye drops yeah peter had to do that yeah so he is it's 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 your initial thought is that he's doing good but he's really not he's doing just also, as bad as everyone else what's just, stopping him and jerry to get back together jerry doesn't like him jerry hates him she fi- he fired her twice once he was going to fire her through logan and then he fired her from oh himself. yeah you're right you're right yeah i don't know i don't think that i just think Roman probably did burn the bridge with Jerry. I think Roman's fine. I think he is. I think it's going to, in 10 years, he's probably exactly where we left off. You know? Just like... But if that's exactly where I left off, he, he fleeting moments of happiness uh, surrounded by emotional outbursts of uncontrollable sadness. But you have to think of what that's caused by. That's caused by while he was at Waystar working. I guess. You know? I think I know. that with... Without the thing causing your sadness, it's like if a stupid song is making you cry, you're going to only cry when you're listening to the song. I feel like when you pause the song and you're not listening to it anymore, you can do you can listen to a song that makes you happy, I guess. But imagine if that song was your entire family. Um, Yeah, true. Well, (laughs) I guess we'll just agree to disagree. Uh, But. Obviously, Kendall loses. Every, I think we went over. Oh, uh, Connor. <laughs> we forgot about Connor. So Connor, all all he's really wanted throughout the show is to just kind of do his own thing 
and get married to Willa and just have a nice life with Willa, right? Mm-hmm. And he wants be he wants to be political and he wants to have a nice life with Willa. And he kind of gets that, but also doesn't. So Willa is married to him, but they're doing a long distance relationship. She will just be forever, uh, I say mooching off of him. Like he's paying her, he's been paying her from the start. You know, it's been like that forever. There's no question about if that's what she's in for or not, she will be forever getting paid by him to have a long distance relationship that they'll probably call each other every month, be like, hey, what's up? And then he will just live his life in a as a, some forgotten politician in a country that they didn't think matters because they sent him to go work there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He doesn't have yeah. the political influence he wants. He doesn't have the relationship that he wants. He also loses every... That's why, in my opinion every single person lost but greg and you really have to extrapolate for greg to win that's true yeah i mean but also it's kind of what everyone deserved yeah you know everyone deserved it and it's that's why it's so perfect like greg wanted to get into this life you know what i mean (laughs) it went from vomiting and mascot's eyes to you know yeah it's just the the claw everyone clawing at each other for power is what led to everyone getting cut and bleeding at the end and no one has it weird it's me by myself um a few things i gotta say first of all not really sure why the camera quality is bad who cares okay you're probably you may not even watch this cameron i don't know either way uh while cameron and i were talking about um succession uh and recording so you know we were going through the whole show we were talking about so much and I, my mind is on other things. I don't know. I just watched the series finale of Ted Lasso. So, of course, I have, like, you know, I, I got a lot going on in my mind. And I remembered that I forgot to say a few things that I think we did a poor job covering, uh, surprisingly. I know, we're perfect. But uh, a, a thing that we just did not really cover on when talking about the last episode of the show. And that is the whole thing of basically... Towards the end of season four, episode 10, the finale, you hear through some like news sources and through like different characters that Mencken, uh, or sorry, that the numbers from Wisconsin of like the fires and everything of all the votes that were lost are turning out to be more, you know, they're getting uh, an actual correct depiction of what the votes were. And it's looking like it's actually going to be Hernandez. And, and they never say that fully that it's going to be Hernandez, but it's definitely like, uh like heavily implied that it might be you know it's like obviously it left room for like you know it it was vague on purpose to like let you think but what i think is that um because i hear a lot of people say that ted is or not ted (laughs) like i said ted lasso that tom is a winner and i think another reason why he's not a winner is because what i think is yes he's the ceo but it's going to come out with that um Mencken is not actually president and it's going to be Hernandez and now Ted or not Ted goodness uh Tom is going to get in some pretty you know big trouble because he did make it very clear that uh he was the one that made the call now Greg is too but like we already discussed Greg is pretty much has that amazing safety net of just whenever his grandpa dies he gets that money and he'll sue but um also Matson. Uh, well, also, so ATN as a whole is going to take a huge hit when this news does come out about Mangan not being president. 
Uh, and that's going to be a huge, big thing. So 18 will definitely take a huge hit, which will also hit Tom pretty hard. And Matson will also end up getting hard. And pause. Uh, Matson will end up getting hit pretty good because, like, you know, it's his whole brand. He just spent like 190 something billion dollars on this. Either way, another thing is Karen and I said who we think the winners are. Uh, Willa is definitely the like biggest winner here, and we didn't really do an accurate uh description of what really happens. So Connor is. I don't know if he goes to Oman. He goes to some different country, though. And he's going to be like some political leader in some different country. While Willa is going to stay and just live for free at Logan Roy's like old apartment mansion thing. While she's just selling everything and is going to basically use that. She's going to live by herself. Well, maybe with other people. If you know, if you catch what I'm, you know, saying here. So she has the endless undying pocket of connor of his of him always paying her she lives in a beautiful home which is from logan and she will get to do literally whatever she wants which is by first of all selling everything making a bunch of money herself uh putting the all of the furniture that she wants in that will probably just be paid by connor and she will just get to write her own plays that never succeed but hopefully one does for her either way she's like the biggest winner here because she's not tied down incredible uh as much to connor now she gets to do whatever she wants she'll probably get to just like honestly be with other people because connor just won't know um and connor's kind of too oblivious so he's just always floating her paychecks um and yeah so willa is definitely the biggest winner here in my in my honest opinion other than that uh yeah i just kind of want to get on and mention about all of the mankin stuff and how he's probably not going to be president and how i think that also does hurt Matson and of course Tom. Um, but yeah, honestly, um, sorry for uh, the editor, <laughs> also known as Cameron, for having to find wherever to put this. Um, but I guess I'll just end it. So I think I should tell you what Isaac said about this. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear uh, it. I, I said, uh, if you want to send a little paragraph about your opinion, I'll say it at the end. And he said, season four input, the Roy family. Hey, let's go do business. Alexander Skarsgård, I'm willing to apply. Tom, I'm the boss. Alexander <laughs> Skarsgård, I second that notion. Kendall cries, Roman cries, Shiv cries, Logan dies. And that is his <laughs> input. Oh, oh, wow, good job, Isaac. <laughs> um, I will say, since we're reading what people put, I downloaded Twitter today, and I was like, I am curious what the fans are saying because mm-hmm. you know this will be fun and it enjoyed me of seeing celebrities like daisy ridley edgar wright james gunn sean gunn all talk about how much they love the show and how it's incredible it is it's awesome and i love seeing that like other creators actors just getting behind project i think it's super cool like that they're not even a part of like i don't know yeah. why but i just like that they're also a fan like we all watched it the same week you know what i mean yeah we all had to wait for it. But then I saw one. It wasn't by anybody famous. And it said, it's uh, like, I don't know if you've seen the screenshot, but it's of Logan's back, uh, Roman in his back looking, and Kendall in his back looking at the sea, and Shiv in her back walking through the whatever. I haven't seen the screenshot, but I can imagine. Well, it's like uh, the recurring back shot, but they, uh, but they all... 
happened in the same episode. And anyways, uh, someone said, are you serious? This is like the end of an episode leading to a movie. If there's not a spinoff movie, I will be ticked. Give it to me now. Has 65,000 retweets and 700,000 likes. Well, okay. That's why the fans shouldn't be writing things. Because People you'll need to, like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, not yeah. everybody needs Twitter, guys. Here's the deal. <laughs> that doesn't phase me because when you pay attention to Marvel reviews like I do, you'll see stuff <laughs> like that times a million on the stupidity charts where it's like, imagine if at the end of No Way Home, they're struggling to defeat all the bad guys, but then Iron Man shows up from another parallel universe. He's like, hey, kid. I got your back. It's like, it's like the, it's like the, um, Andrew is like, Andrew Garfield's like hugging MJ or whatever. And then it's ghost, the ghost of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. It's yeah. just like hugging him also. It's like stupid stuff. Like, like there's no, whatever. Obviously I love succession. I would have been happy if they did another season. I absolutely love how it ended. I think it's perfect, but I don't, I'm glad they're ending because of the writer strike too. I'm glad that's not going to affect the show, but like, I just think that this is pretty perfect and we shouldn't mess with it anymore. Yeah. I would, I'm excited to see. I would love something similar. Well, you know, its own story. When we were watching, I said we could have an El Camino like movie called everything's coming up greg where a few years down the line ewan dies and he gets all his money from greenpeace breaking the gregs yeah <laughs> or don't count all your gregs before they hatch a greg story yeah <laughs> it's just um i think succession is perfect we don't need to touch it at all yeah. you know i can't wait no for more. five years for it to get re- rebooted into a movie and yeah <laughs> Oh, that would be terrible. No, uh, it's incredible. I'm excited to see what Jesse Armstrong and Will Ferrell make. I'm excited to see uh, Matthew McFadden in Deadpool 3. Yes. Um, I wanna, I'm, I'm excited to see all these actors moving forward. Yes. Like, this should be... So, they've already rumored Jeremy Strong of being the next Stuart Little, uh, which I'm excited for. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> that's my hype moment. Uh, no, honestly, everyone is going to be so good. I'm excited for Sarah Snook and Zach Galifianakis to be in a movie together. I, I didn't think know that thing. Be insane. But... Um, but Kieran Culkin needs roles. Like, get them and stuff now. Uh, uh, dude. So, uh, sorry, I said that a lot. <laughs> the Emmys that are going to be coming up for a drama series. I think Succession has it in the bag. I think. You are insane if Succession doesn't win. It's going up against like Better Call Saul and a few other shows. Here's the deal: it's but... going to be going up against Barry as well, doesn't it? No, because our drama comedy and comedy. Section. I thought drama and comedy were in the same. Thing. No, it's musical and comedy. Oh, okay. Which drama that doesn't is... make sense to me either. But yeah, but drama's in its own thing. I think it's musical comedy, but I know comedy and drama are different because same thing with Golden Globes. Um, Michelle Yeoh won for comedy movie, and Kate Blanchett won for drama movie. Okay. Anyways, that being said, um, Kieran Culkin is going for the lead actor role uh, for the Emmys, and I think he has it in the bag. I think it's like crazy good. Um, if Anthony Starr is going for it, I think that's honest. You have to think. He's going up against Pedro Pascal, Bob Odenkirk, 
possibly Anthony Starr. I don't know if Anthony's supporting or not, but um, that's a good race. Yeah, that's... and I I haven't seen uh, the boys or um, Better Call Saul, so I wouldn't be able to make an input on that. I, I don't think Bob Odenkirk has a chance. They might give it to Pedro, but I think easily Kieran's got it. You know, if it's just I... between Joel and uh, Roman, I'd give it to Roman. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sarah Snook will be going for, I mean, she'll get a uh, supporting actress. Ah, dude, Matthew will probably go for, Matthew won it last year for supporting actor. I could see him winning it again. Um, yeah. I don't think Nicholas Braun wins, unfortunately. No. He had but his chance with show. Sky High, but. <laughs> or Minutemen, don't forget. Yeah. Everyone sleeps on Minutemen. I've never seen Minutemen. Dude, I love it so much. It's so. Yeah. Not good. Patreon exclusive episode of Minutemen out now. Uh, <laughs> Either way, I think that's it. I, I don't have anything good. else. Uh, come back next week for our Barry episode. Um, and in that episode, we are going to discuss whether we thought Barry or Succession ended better. So, uh, I know what I think. I know, but what did you think? Uh. And to answer that question, you have to check out next week's episode. Yeah. Also, tell everyone about this podcast. You want to follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, follow the Spotify. Yeah. Listen uh, to it for more than a do minute. The, do those things. Yeah. Well, yeah, do those things. Listen to it all the way through. Why don't you? Yeah. Share it a few times, please. Um. Well, find us in our real lives and give us money in person. <laughs> As we always say this episode, keep thinking. Keep thinking.